This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. I don't know, man. Let me see if I can uh, see what we're going to do for this music today. You hey, know man, what I'm saying? It's your choice, man. See what we're going to do for this music today because... I'm telling everybody you turned 40, nigga, so I brought the 40s up. <laughs> Fuck it, nigga. Nope. <laughs> That's not, that's not what I was not, That's not what I was looking for. Oh, <laughs> oh, go, 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 go We gotta leave that in there. Oh, shit. We don't give a fuck. It's not your birthday. But it is. Half of the motherfucking culture's birthday. So before I even get into my shit, y'all know me. But y'all gotta know my new co-host, aka birthday Jay Johnson. What's good, nigga? <laughs> What's poppin', man? It's your boy Jay Johnson. Um one half of the culture. You know what, you I'm, know saying? what I'm saying? And you know, uh Code 37 out here. Ah. <laughs> Uh, and for my nigga's 40th birthday <laughs> that I made up, I went ahead and just brought the 40s in the building. So hold if on, y'all ah, y'all heard that motherfucking ah. 40 crack, that mean the 40 God is back, nigga. Uh, if y'all are familiar with any podcast uh, that me and Jay have been on, uh, or me, Jay, and Dame when I've been on Shop Talk, if y'all know what these 40 podcasts go like, these bitches is different. Uh, so sorry to everybody right now because this shit gonna be left uh, about 35 minute mark <laughs> y'all niggas are not gonna enjoy the remainder of this podcast but uh this week in culture episode 39 is sponsored by me and jay because we ain't got no motherfucking sponsors yet but i'm speaking it into existence for 2019 Hey fam, it shouldn't be hard to get a still reverse the still reserve fam, sponsorship. I've man. actually reached out to uh people at Old English before for some shit I'm gonna talk about off air but yeah I'm trying to get them to sponsor me in a lot of different ways nigga so as an adult mm-hmm. I recognize this statement um, I'm about to make is probably gonna sound wild <laughs> but growing up as a kid my favorite basketball was an old English basketball it was a golden <laughs> basketball with the little burgundy thing that said old English I had no idea what the fuck old English was you know what I'm saying but it was a nigga. fucking malt liquor basketball <laughs> so the niggas they used to stay behind the house for me when the ball would go over the fence I remember one time they picked the ball up and was looking at it and they was laughing and you know what I'm saying when they threw it back, I, I didn't, I didn't get, I didn't get it. Like what was so funny about the shit? Get now, little niggas old English ball back. I'm up here hooping, hooping, hooping with a Mark Liquor ball. And that's some trifling shit to give a kid that. As a, you know what I'm saying? It is, but it's even more trifling that I'm on Amazon right now trying to find <laughs> one. Let me get on eBay. Somebody <laughs> stole that ball too, by the way. I'm gonna just add this to my favorites for my search. Be back later. Uh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this week in culture episode 39. I'm your esteemed host, Ant Wood, aka a Trinidad Ant, aka Ant Coogie Johnson, <laughs> and uh, y'all already know I got my birthday nigga Jay Johnson in the building with me. What up, though, man? And uh, yeah, man, how your birthday been going so far, bro? I mean, so far so good, man. Listen, beautiful. Man, I'm still breathing. I'm still cheesing. Another year on this earth. God man. is good. God is great. That's all I can say. Can't complain, man. And uh, and speaking of which, I'm going to knock this out early before we get into my 40-ounce shit because we actually have 42 ounces of steel reserve and them extra two ounces get nasty. But uh, rest in peace uh, to my unk, Wallace Howard, man, my man, a.k.a. Wally Gator. And also rest in peace uh, to my guy, 
Herman Hairston, a.k.a. He-Man, man. Two of my partners lost their pops in the last Ooh. week. Uh, so this weekend was full of funerals and and uh, repasses and viewings and all that. But it was also full of love, too, man. I really feel like uh, this week was kind of a – it was an eye-opening weekend for me. Um, just kind of I, I had to deal with mortality a lot, man, uh, over the last few days, man. And, and it was just – it was – it was stressful at times, but it's been a, a peaceful last 24 hours, man. I really feel like both of them dudes uh, raised some wonderful children who I have the privilege of of being friends with. Shout out to my nigga Tone. Shout out to my nigga Noah. And uh, blessings to all their families, man. But uh, now that we got that out the way, you know, the responsible shit, <laughs> I don't think anything else that we say moving forward. No, probably not. We'll be good because uh, we do have 42 ounces of steel reserves. So it would end with me not having to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> oh my God. This nigga Jay might do crack. Uh, <laughs> he trying to get a spot on fucking snowfall. Nigga. Hey, hey, my tax money hit my car tomorrow. <laughs> oh my God. That nigga Jay about to buy it. <laughs> hey, uh, ladies call up. That nigga Jay tricking for the next 72. Oh man. Oh uh, man. Uh, so let me go to my list of shit. Uh, first of all, speaking of eBay, want to give them a real quick shout out. They have now prevented and blocked all users who are trying to sell Nipsey Hussle memorial booklets. Good. So anyone trying to get a fucking uh, obituary off on eBay, you will be blocked, blocked, and your account will be suspended. Good. Uh, so shout out to eBay for that, and double shout out to them if I could find this old I mean, English basketball. They did. Oh, I'm about to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm definitely. I'm real life on eBay, nigga. This shit's not a game, dog. Oh, the English call me, man. It's Ann Wood. Um, but yeah, shout out to that. All y'all, yo, every nigga who is trying to sell a obituary from Nipsey's funeral or any nigga that was trying to sell free tickets, they were literally free to all y'all. I know they went pretty fast, but y'all some different type of trifling niggas, man. Like it's a certain level of disrespect that I just I can't understand. Like what be going through niggas' minds, bro? That shit whack. Dog. How you saw? I seen niggas selling tickets for three bands, nigga, to a funeral. Fam, dog, y'all niggas. I don't understand, but we live in a wild era. Um, do 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 That's not oh, it. Oh, this is one of them. This but nigga that found a Wilson old English bat. Okay, I gotta find the gold one though. <laughs> okay, I see what the fuck's going on in these streets. Nigga, look at this jersey though. Oh my god, they got a yo. I'm old English fitted all hey, summer, nigga. Cold, I'm old English fitted all summer, nigga. Catch me. I'm wearing that with the black Yeezys, nigga. Whole fit done. I'm wearing the same shit for the next four months. Um, do 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 do. What else I got in the stash of shit? Hang on, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, let's uh rap about some shit that's near and dear to to the culture's heart. What's that? What's up? Insecure. Not coming back till 2020, fam. How you feel? I'm kind of irritated. I'm irritated as fuck. And I'm going to tell you why I'm irritated. The fuck? That was me slamming my phone down, bro. Issa, you not Game of Thrones, fam. You can't take a year (laughs) off. You got 30-minute shows. Oh, man. And, like, the whole season last season wasn't even that fire. Yeah, the season ain't kicking until episode four. Like, I care. Yeah. No, we real-life fans up here, But two years care. And being able to interact with the, like, we yeah. doing a whole podcast, family. So, we need first of all, 
just when one week ago when the shy came back me and jay was like yo we got the shy then we got power right at the end of the shy then we got insecure that always overlap with power so we finna be lit on y'all for the next like five months do i gotta take you off the cover of the, of the culture? we gotta put lena waith on the mother <laughs> put Coogie johnson on the front of that motherfucker, man. uh isa i am i get it shout out to you i'm proud of you because you getting your money you in a movie, uh, y'all go see Little um, and support Issa and my- Is it called Little? Yeah, it's called Little. You, you know it's you know what it is. One of it's, my favorite movies. Yeah, Big is- Yo, man, I, uh, I've talked to like way too many people who have never seen Big mm. and didn't know that this was a remake. Uh, I've seen Big. I mean, I had it on VHS. Yeah. So I, I don't mm. know how many yeah. times I've seen this movie, but a lot- then a the whole little remember that piano yeah scene that cla- that's a classic scene like, come on man that's classic cinematography man yo alright if you never seen Big you gotta grow up Big kind of um, it's kind of kind of it's kind of spooky now when I think about it I, yeah. because he was a child in a grown yeah. man body fucking and, with the old lady but mm-hmm. you see how they had to flip yeah. it you can't do that with a dude right now yeah. nah hey uh, shout to Big shout to Tom Hanks um yeah, man. So go see Little. Check out uh, Issa and Regina Hall's new movie if you have not seen it already. Uh, I was supposed to go see it, but my girl left me because she whacked. Um, <laughs> talking about she was going to take her grandma and went dolo. Left me and her grandma. That's shady. Uh, but shout out to her. Then my mama left me. I was like, dog. She like, oh, your daddy wanted to go earlier. I'm like, y'all the only niggas at the theater at 930, fam. <laughs> they was at them MJR at 930 in the morning talking about they do breakfast. I said, all right. 930, they still passing tabs. Fam. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to go see. Uh, I'm going to go check Little out, man. And um, But Issa, no, I'm I'm mad at you, though, because I, I understand you getting your coins and you in a lot of shit. Uh, you got big things on the way, and HBO ain't like yo only thing. But motherfucker, we need you. <laughs> I don't. Hey, you know what we should do get on their ass. We should review like do like a throwback weekly review of season one or some shit because we wasn't even popping there. Like go back and tell her all the mistakes she made with Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> well, did we? We didn't do season. No, one. No, we ain't do season we one. Wasn't here on season. Yeah, one. Uh, that might not be a bad and nigga. We need some people on this motherfucker to talk about that last episode when Lawrence was getting his Best Buy shirt on. You know, if we, if we do that, what hey. we would do is we'll watch that shit here mm. and talk about it like as it's going on. Yeah. Oh, hey, content. We out here. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Issa, shout out to you though. But uh, let's get back. You know what I'm hoping though? Hopefully, since it's not till 2020, they don't wait till summer. Like I'm hoping it comes back because insecure. Like I get it, it's in California, but the it's vibe of the show. show, it's a summer show. Because I don't want to see you niggas outside in, in the, the sun, tank and tops when yeah. it's winter. But I also wouldn't be because all the relationship drama. That's winter shit. That shit you go through when it's cold out. Oh, you go, well, you go through that in the summer too because everybody start hoeing. I don't know. Just she better give me that shit in January 2020, nigga. I'm gonna be fucking pissed. Uh, that's a long time. That's man. a long for, for eight episodes of 30 minutes. So, so I'm praying that they take the power route. You know, power got the extended seasons like like fam, episode. I need I them wait. to get at least ten episodes. I gotta wait two years for four hours. But you know what she did? This ain't even just a Game of Thrones. She pulled the Donald Glover. He did that shit with Atlanta. Season two of Atlanta took fucking a year and three quarters. Yeah, but season two of I mean Atlanta at least an hour Atl- show. And Atlanta's also great. Yeah. Like and Insecure is great. Don't get me wrong. I, I love Insecure. It's a different kind of great. But Atlanta's yeah, Atlanta's like a layered great. Insecure, I feel like I need that every year because I just went through that. Is if Jordan Peele did television. Perfect. Perfect. He's doing television, by the way. Have you watched any I of them fucking seen any of the uh somebody told the, me that was good. 
Uh, I know you told me yeah, what they reviewed, but I heard somebody they were like, yeah. it's good. And you know, we ain't never going off other niggas' reviews because we don't only review yeah. that matter. But I still have not watched it. Uh, also, something that my girl just left me and started on. She don't got really no respect for me, and that's cool. <laughs> like, uh, you, do know, you do know I review shows. For what's it. fucked up <laughs> is I'm pretty sure she took my CBS password and yeah. just logged into the motherfucker. Like, it's really no uh, respect in my household. Shout out to All-American. Yo, All American. I didn't got a few episodes in now. All American is dope, man. If y'all ain't watching All American on CW, watch it on Netflix if that make you feel better, man. Cause that shit is good. Shout out to Tay Diggs, man. Yeah. Tay Diggs is I know niggas like be on his head because he do a lot of suspect looking shit. Very much he so. has, you know, a lot of white women. His ex-wife is white. He didn't date a lot of white women. But that nigga been in some real cult classics, man. And uh All American definitely has that cult classic potential. Like that shit is good, dog. Yes. That's a good-ass show. Um, What else we got going on? Uh, Oh, did you hear about Morehouse? Did you hear about Morehouse? Let me take my back, because maybe I'm just being... You know. Oh, oh no. You definitely... Say it a smack, nigga. Hey, real quick, fun fact. I used to think when niggas wrote SMH that it was them smacking their lips. And <laughs> 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 hey, that's an ant fact right there. I didn't know that shit meant shaking my head till like 2018, I swear to God. <laughs> Try to... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right. So let me give y'all some updated Morehouse news. Uh, Morehouse is going to start admitting transgender students who identify as men in 2020. So women who have... They don't need to have physically transitioned into a man. Um, so you don't need a penis to go to Morehouse. But if you identify as male, uh, you are permitted to go to Morehouse as long as you're accepted. First lawsuit in 2020. Be like this woman is taking away a spot that should have been for this particular man. And because you identify. But like, come on, fam. Like, but hold up. Let me give you a couple details, man. So I screenshot. Uh, um, do, 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 do. The policy states that students who are admitted to Morehouse are expected to self-identify as men throughout their education. So your four to six years. Only for your education. Yeah. However long you're at Morehouse, you must self-identify as a man. Should a student transition from a man to a woman, that student will no longer be eligible to enroll at the school. So you will be expelled from the school if you transition to a woman. Let me get this straight. Yes. A actual a person, a biological man who is currently at Morehouse can say, hey, I'm going to switch to a girl. A woman. Yeah. If he decides to identify as a woman, he will be expelled from Morehouse. Even though he's still a, a yes. biological man. Yep. But the biological woman. Yes. Who just identifies at. Nigga, make this open enrollment. Fam. Oh, oh, but just it ain't. Go, just, just make this open enrollment. Oh, that ain't just the only complication. Currently, Morehouse allows their students to identify as a woman who are biologically male. And still go there. But if they do not graduate by 2020, they will be expelled starting next year. So this has messy How shit all over it. I, gra- I identify myself as a TA. <laughs> and, I just, <laughs> and I just start grading papers. So, yeah, uh, students who identify as a trans woman before 2020 are eligible to graduate, but are not permitted to graduate after 2020. So y'all niggas got a year to be a woman and get caught the fuck up or you got to go back to a man real quick. Just are there, real quick. What, what are their what is their policy on trans humans? Oh, because I was reading um Oh, I was watching or listening to Joe um, Rogan's podcast. Yeah, like yeah, this guy he identifies half the time as like a cat. 
Mm. So like at his job, they got like a litter box and shit over there, and like, like are, are we just gonna keep doing this? I or? mean, but that's the thing. We can. <laughs> that's the fucked up part. There's no like end to that. That's can, a very. Can, can we just be like? Can we just call? Bullshit. Like the self identification when you think about it in its essence is infinite. Nigga, it doesn't have to stop. I can identify as whatever the fuck I want. The second you try to put this paperwork on me, I identify as something else. Now. Yeah. Oh nigga, when they hit me with that expulsion letter, nigga, I am now a man for the next however many years it take me to graduate. Uh so shout out to Morehouse for being wild. Um, but I we live in an era where niggas is trying to please everybody and it's like like, I didn't go to Morehouse. I didn't go to a uh, predominantly black school. So um, definitely didn't go to all-male school. So I've talked to a few of my Morehouse friends because I have a ton of them. And I'm getting a lot of mixed uh, mixed reviews. And then people are saying, like, is Spellman next? Are they about to start letting biological males into Spellman? Because these Cause things I, can cause a fucking problem. Because I go to Spellman. I identify as a oh, woman, goddammit. Let me up in that bitch right now. Nigga. <laughs> we, hey, hey. Hey, hey, let me join the Deltas hey. too, goddammit. I'm <laughs> ski-weeing all, all up in there, this, that motherfucking nigga. This nigga, that's the AKA, nigga. Pinky, uh, whatever, nigga, all that, that nigga. shit. <laughs> pinky this fingers in the air, Jason, like, let me in. What a pink and green at, nigga. Let me all up in the sorority parties, nigga. Oh, I shit. identify... That nigga said legend. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, shit. Um shit. so yeah, shout out to Morehouse for making shit crazy. Uh do do shout out to Tiger Woods, my nigga. Um Tiger Woods Tiger 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 Woods won, won his fifth Masters eleven years since he won his last major, fourteen since his last Masters. Um niggas was trying to clown, you know, they was on some all oh, y'all so hype, he don't even identify as black. Here's the thing. That nigga don't identify as a woman. So to, listen this. Check this out. Trying to go to Spelman, so he's straight with me. Let me get on my let me get on my motherfucking soapbox with this motherfucker. <laughs> hey man, everybody out here who wanna be happy for Tiger Woods right now, because he did some shit that you can that you that you feel proud of, that you can label as yeah, black. Yeah. Fuck y'all, man. <laughs> Fuck y'all, man. Let that man ch- I think Tiger Woods has been done a great injustice his whole life, dog. Yeah. I really do believe that. I am one of the people who don't mind when he said he was Kabbalation. Yeah. He, he is, nigga. <laughs> Bam. Your your mother is Asian. So and his father's black. So when yeah. they ask you if you black or what what are you, they yeah. want you to say black. But if I say that I'm denying my mother. Yeah. Like the woman I came yeah. out of. And his mom's full-blooded from wherever the fuck she from. Dog, uh, if Tiger was two shades lighter, you would not know he was black. Yeah. I mean, shit, you see his son. His son looked mad Hawaiian. Look at his hair. His, yeah. Oh, my God. Yo. Well, but it's like, <laughs> if you don't be black, how I tell you to be black, you're not black to me. Mm-hmm. No, nigga. Say you 100% black. Okay. I grew up the only black kid playing golf. Facts. This is always the fucking narrative. Went to Stanford on a golf scholarship. This is always the narrative. I'm always getting race jokes. I'm always talking about race. So however many masters or however many majors he had won at the time when they asked him, he probably was like, no, nigga, I'm not black. No, I'm fucking compilation because yeah, that's yeah. not even a thing. He made that shit. Not made it up, but I've never heard that shit before. Yeah, me either. But it's like, nigga, I'm tired of talking about this same shit every day, all day. And we abandoned him. Yeah. Like black folk, we abandoned him. Yeah. And then when he went through all this shit, it's like, like oh, we all can trade him yeah. back and blah blah blah. Now he win again. He can do something for your ego, for your argument, mm-hmm. for whatever part. 
We gonna take him back now. Man, fuck that. Hey, if y'all wasn't with Tiger through the waitresses at the diner. And you mean to tell me now this not no shot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't mean this in a shot, but I'm gonna be keep it real. Yeah. Um at the schools I went to, at Cass and at Cody, wasn't nobody checking for the golf niggas. <clears throat> Period. Yeah. Period. So guess what? He probably did have some white chicks that fuck with him. Yeah. If that's what he used to, if he never got no love for nothing else, what you want him to do? Yeah. Hey, and then shit, where that nigga went? Stanford. Like, so yeah. I mean, what, you, what you want him to do? He wasn't getting a lot of black. I mean, look but at that. But they showed that video bro. of him when he was younger. They asked him which one of his, which one of the majors meant the hey. most to him. He said the masters. They asked him why. Because he didn't like how they treated black people. Bro. <laughs> did you see that Nike commercial? They hey. That little tiger, I was crying my ass off at the crib Sunday, nigga. Nike man. be Nike be on their shit. Shout out to Tiger, man. We fuck with you up here. Uh the culture is behind you, even if anybody ain't. Uh black what else people, we got? Black people are not one way, dog. They all million types yeah, of ways. Yeah. And you know what we aren't? Cause I've been seeing this a lot, man. I actually saw my homeboy get into a pretty heated online argument with somebody he knows. Uh, black people are not only a million different ways, we are also a million different colors, man. Yeah. We, we come in a lot of shades. And uh, it was a girl on my homeboy's post basically telling him that him be, he's a light-skinned dude, fair-skinned yeah. dude, and she was telling him um, that she doesn't respect fair-skinned black people. They're not full black people. Like, she was going in, and she was a darker uh, sister, but she was going in telling him... And so his response was like, basically, like, you're telling me I'm not all the way black. Both my parents is black. I don't know, you know, where the fuck our skin turned lighter, but I'm still black. I identify as black. Both my parents are black. I'm going to get shot like I'm I'm going to get shot like I'm black. And then he not the lightest nigga that I've ever seen. He's just a light-skinned dude. Uh, But then she goes on to say, like, um, hopefully you marry a dark-skinned woman so your kids could be black. And I said, wait a minute. Like, this is on Facebook Live, public-ass comments. And I was like, hey, yo, nigga. Like, like me, I've seen niggas lose their job. If that was a different conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, if that we talking about a different race, mm-hmm. they'll be posting your shit talking about find out where this person works. Yeah, they lose their job. get them you, out of there. But you can say that to a black man. Black on black crime. That's the real black on black, nigga. Ugh, that father, shit was upsetting, My father light-skinned. My father fair-skinned. Because Damn. because his father was light skinned and his his mom was fair skinned. Mm-hmm. I never met his mom. His, his, my father's mother passed on Christmas when she was when he was thirteen. Yeah. So I never met my grandma on my father's side. Gotcha. My grandfather was light skinned. Um. So they was both light. So my dad yeah. came out light. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now my mother was darker skinned. Uh. So when I grew up, my dad. I thought my dad was white. Yeah. <laughs> because when you were, when you were a child. Like anything that's lighter than what you are, than you, you, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But like now, nah, look back, like this nigga just yellow, just a light skin dude. Hey, you gonna my tell mom, me my, my daddy ain't black, nigga. My mom couldn't be lighter. Uh, my mom is extremely yellow. Uh, her mother is half black and Indian, and she's red as fuck, and she got red ass hair with a little speckle of gray in there. And her dad, her my mother's great granddad. Was white, like fam. We created like, we created every skin complexion on earth. All of them, like sweetheart, with your dark skin self, mm-hmm. you can have a light skin baby. You Big and your facts. Nigerian husband can have a light skin baby. Yeah, man. Then what you gonna you gonna tell that that baby he not black? That was a like when I read that little like 
back and forth and that whole Ignorance. little discourse, it made me uncomfortable, dog. Like, I don't like that people. Like, I talk a lot if of shit. If she was white, she would be a racist. Oh, if she was white, we'd have went the fuck off. It'd have been 90 niggas in his defense. No, what I'm saying yeah. is that mind yeah. state is yeah, what drives racism. people to racism. Yeah. It drives people to be in a... All the white nationalist, like if yeah. you wasn't a, if your race was something else, you would. This is the exact same thinking. That's a fact. But I will say this uh, to close that out: I still don't like light skinned niggas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, what else we got going on in the culture? Yep, boomerang, my nigga. Um, so as y'all know, uh, me and Jay for whatever reason, watched all 10 episodes of Boomerang. The shit was like, it was like, it wasn't great, but I was intrigued. I mean, it it's entertaining. Enough. It was, it, it kept my attention for a half hour. Yeah. It was cool. I don't watch shit on Tuesday night, but Chopped on Food Network. So, and, uh, this is us. And this is us for Jay. So, yeah, I don't really have much going on. I watched that shit. The Boomerang finale came on uh, last Tuesday. If you have seen it, then y'all get the conversation we about to have. Simone was a motherfucking nigga. She a trash human being. She dog. tear dog. I got so many other words I want to call her, bro. Oh, this nigga Jay popping birthday pussy, birthday <laughs> pussy, birthday pussy. <laughs> oh, this 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 is a this stop. <laughs> this nigga. Oh, sorry, phone was hotline bling. Okay, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> that nigga shit going off. Jay about to leave the studio, get some pussy right now. Come back. Uh, yes, yeah, Simone was trash, dog. Um, so on the quick recap, uh, Simone and Bryson, the main male lead, uh, they got together a couple episodes ago. It was kind of subtle how they got to, it was like, I looked at one episode and they was going together and kissing and shit, but, uh, they got together finally, which everybody had been, I guess, waiting on all the viewers. And then, uh, she got word that her ex-boyfriend had gotten engaged from the gram. From the gram, one of her girls told her, yo, did you see such and such got engaged? She was like, no. Nah. So then they went on, stalked him on the gram, looked up his girl, did all that, all the shit girls be doing because y'all petty and won't grow up. And then later that night, she did a couple things I didn't like. First, she tried to like pry Bryson into the convo like she tried to like weave him in like yo when your ex got engaged did that make you feel a type of way and the nigga was like nah no, I, ain't, really. I ain't really give a fuck cause niggas don't really give a fuck I just wanna let y'all know like especially when we got a new thing we only give a fuck when we still trying to fuck with you that's it but if we got something new I literally don't care Uh so he was like no nah, I've really. actually begged one of my exes in my head like damn I hope she found a nigga <laughs> <laughs> like, get a nigga though like hurry up and like be with somebody <laughs> leave me up leave my ass alone um yeah so he told her no you know shit smooth i ain't give a fuck and then he was like why and she was like oh my ex got engaged she was like so like you wait like you care yeah like, and why? she was like no it ain't that i she got mad defensive master manipulator yeah, master fucking manipulator man and uh then they got a, they had you know they got into it a little bit had a little a uh, little spat and then he, they rolled over and went to sleep she put all the negative energy on him like why you coming at me like that da 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 and he like fam like i was sitting here with my do rag on trying to get waves and then here you come on that bullshit talking about your ex getting married so then when they rolled over and went to bed mad she pulled a phone out right gets on the gram and likes one of the niggas pictures with his fiance yeah 
So my passive aggressive, passive aggressive as fuck. But my nigga doing what niggas do who ain't really like into their relationship. Like niggas that's willing to cheat will respond to shit as simple as let's keep it real. Like he left because she wouldn't commit. Yeah, facts, which we like learn later and shit. I mean, she can remember. Yeah, yeah. She been like played. She never wanted to commit. That's another reason she never got with Bryson. She's scared of that. So he left because she wouldn't commit. But when she double tapped that pick. That nigga hit her in the DM. Cause that's what niggas is gonna do. Uh when you she was testing him, and that nigga responded how she wanted him to respond. So he hit her up. He hit her with a quick hey. You gotta hit a chick with a hey. And then uh That was kind of fast. Yeah, and she was like, that was kind of uh, congratulations. That was fast, don't you think? First of all, don't congratulate me and then tell me it was fast. Like, bitch, I knock your head off your goddamn. Uh, but then that nigga was like, yeah, I guess I could have told you, but fuck it. Dinner? You trying to go to dinner? And she ain't say nothing at first. And then the next morning, her and Bryson down there eating breakfast. That nigga made her some little eggs or some shit. You know what she did? To, in this situation, she finessed the nigga. Mm. I'll tell you how she finessed it. She finessed him mm. how bartenders finesse you. Do <laughs> <laughs> you be like, uh, y'all got Long Island? Like, yeah. You want bottom shelf or you want top shelf? And they ask you that shit in public. Yeah. So they be like, Top shelf. Yeah. Because you can't say, you oh, give me the bottom shelf. Hey. So she asked the nigga, like, um, essentially, like, you don't have a problem with this. Do you? Or do you? Yeah. No, no. And that nigga, and it's fucked up because we can't keep it real with you in that situation. I can't tell you, fuck yeah, I got a problem with it. Because then I'm the jealous ex or the jealous boyfriend, right? Not a nigga like Shannon, Shannon Sharp. Huh? No problem. No problem. No problem. That ain't no problem. <laughs> so he can't he can't keep it real with his girl and say, yeah, that's a problem if you go to dinner with him. Because she told him, like, yeah, so dog asked me to dinner, but... And he was like, well, what'd you say? She was like, I told him I'd think about it. And by think about it, I meant I meant ask I asked you. Fam, first of all, tell him you got to ask your boyfriend. Now, granted, this is a great sales strategy. She she She's selling a nigga on the shit. Yeah. He peeped the whole thing, but can't react. But he can't respond like a normal nigga would. So he told her not. Let me tell you why this is trash, though. Mm. And I said that word trash. Trash. Uh, um, shout out to one of our friends who uses the word trash, and I'm always offended when she says it. Um, <laughs> so this is trash because what you want to meet for dinner for? Fam. Like, if you want to catch up, like, we got our contacts, right? We can catch up right on we the can, gram. We can talk via text message yep. on the gram. Shit, you can even FaceTime me. Like, if we want to have Facts. a conversation, like, I don't have to have this conversation in person over dinner. Going to dinner? Nah, that's You know what I'm saying? Work. Like, if I want to talk to you, talk to him. Let's talk. Whatever you got to hash we out. We ain't just meeting. I know how you look. Like, I ain't got to see you. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you if it's about that. Yeah. Have a conversation. Let's I didn't talk. say never talk to the nigga. You can't. Don't answer the nigga. Tell me. If you want to yeah. have a conversation, y'all want to catch up, Fam. catch up on the phone. I was with Shorty about. Because y'all was fucking. I was with Shorty about three weeks ago. We was at dinner and my ex called me. And I got. So I save everybody with a picture, nigga. Everybody in everybody my phone. Everybody in my phone has a picture. Has a picture. 100%. So uh, my ex. Called me, her picture pops up, biggest shit on the screen. Shout out to the fucking uh, Mike, iPhone Max. You know app. how you get that? Oh, huh. you got a Mac computer? Yeah. You got to add the contact on the computer. Mm, so what it make it little or some shit? It make it that, that little circle one in the corner. Mm. So that shit don't take up your whole screen. Okay. <laughs> Let me go charge that fucking MacBook right now, <laughs> nigga. Uh, but yeah, she called during dinner and I'm like, okay, she don't live here. She live in DC. So I'm like, all right, well, she calling. 
I ain't got an answer. And that's the end of that. Like, that's the end. Fam, we don't ever need to go to dinner. Like, that's the thing. Like, if you want to contact me, call me. But if you don't call me, hey, listen, we don't ever need to talk again, you, fam. You want to you wanna see my reaction? FaceTime me. Hey. Well, first of all, I don't even FaceTime with my mama tried to FaceTime me one day and I, I literally hit that stop and text her back like, what's good? You straight? Nigga, Kim, no. Don't FaceTime me ever, nigga. That's Jay with them rules. But I'm uh, just saying like, yeah, if, but if you was trying to face to face something like, yeah, you want to look me in the eye while we have a convo, then we cool. Go, yeah, man. FaceTime me. Steve Jobs uh, got us together a long time ago. Yeah, man. Reach out to my assistant, schedule that appointment uh, for the FaceTime. But. Don't fucking go to dinner. So she put Bryson in a position. A nigga was like, nah, uh, I ain't tripping. Like, go to dinner. And then he tried to do really his only move and put it back on her. Like, if you want to go to dinner, go to dinner. And what the fuck did she do, nigga? She went to fucking dinner with her trash ass. And from there, got bad, bro. Man, let me see if I can find this, dog. Because this is the quote that. I'll let you do what you want to do so I can see what you'd rather do. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, honestly, I may not want you to go, but I really want to see what you want to do. Yeah. Because if you want to do that shit, whether I'm here or not, I don't want to be the only one that's stopping you. That's a fact. I mean, I need it it need to be some sort of kind of respect. Yeah. And I don't think Simone respects. No, nah, she don't respect him at all. Him. And I mean, we knew that early in their relationship, but you would think by the time y'all got together, maybe you would change up. Because this one of those secrets yeah. that should never be out there, but it's out there now and shit. Like, me personally, I think the man needs to love the woman more, more. than the woman loves the man. But it can't be so obvious that yeah. the nigga that you can think you can do whatever the fuck you want. Because in this situation, like she knows. This boy been in love with her since the beginning of time. Since Earth. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So that's a fact. And she she knows she can do whatever the fuck she wants. She taking advantage of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't like that. That's trash. So the fucked up part, because to your point, that's always been like a meme and all. Like the man should love a woman more. And I never used to agree with that. But now I, I kind of get it. Yep. The reason I, I used to hear that shit all the time. But yeah. When it, it rang true was like when I was in a relationship. And I can tell that she was more into me than I was to her. Then yeah. it made me, then it's like, wait a minute. So what I thought about when I kind of converted into that belief was we're the pursuer. We're the aggressor. We're the, the forward ones. We make this happen. So I'm not going to make this happen if I'm not as into you as you are into me. Cause I know you're going to come at me. You're going to do everything. Yeah. Like you're going to kind of, lead the interaction and the and i'm gonna just sit back and play it because it's like eh, i get at her when i get at her um but it's something about when we just have now granted men you only need a slight edge over your girl don't be so in love with her that and she don't, don't like be you a at stalker, all, nigga. yeah don't be a stalker don't be a steve urkel ass nigga neither where you chasing laura for 10 fucking seasons and she wasn't even cute shout to myra um yeah man i just I, I agree with that. Uh, so anyway, Simone goes to dinner with Dog. Um, they leave the little, they was at a little stuffy restaurant, a little upscale shit. They left that, went to the hood barbecue and fish spot. They ate over there. And then he tells her straight up, like, yo, because she asked him, like, what do you want? They was in convo. She like, what do you want? He was like, to be honest, I still want you. So look, 
Uh, she was playing herself the whole night. All night. First off, she was she was real hoish how she got with the nigga in the first place. Big facts. Because she, she used to date his men. Like the day after they broke up. That nigga called her talking about you want to go to breakfast. And you while left. she was laying in bed with Bryson. Facts. Nigga. After she spilled their heart out and how much I I, I liked you and all the other bullshit and was in love and with you. And she threw up on that nigga floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you was definitely yeah. hoish when that shit hop off, right? Big facts. So second, when that nigga was at dinner at the little upscale restaurant, he wasn't giving a fuck about you. No. Nah. And she was looking like, I guess, she was all seductive when she walked in, biting yeah. her lip and shit. Like, bitch, you look way too interested in this nigga. You got yeah. a whole nigga back at the crib. It you was, know what I'm saying? So uh, then she just kept pro- poking and priding, like, bitch, you flirting. You trying to, you, yeah. you are actively trying to get on. She was definitely being. She was the aggressor. Aggressive in her in her approach. And uh, so they go to a little hood spot. And not one time did she mention that she was in a relationship. Never. Because she don't respect her relationship, nigga. Yo, fam, real shit. I know that we live in an era where, like, niggas hide their relationships and you don't post your chick or your dude on the gram or on the socials or whatever. Uh, And don't nobody never say they got a fucking girlfriend or boyfriend. But, fam, if I'm your boyfriend and a motherfucker, I don't care if it's your ex, a new nigga, an old nigga, or whatever nigga. If a nigga is, like, coming at you in a way that's, you know, not fucking conducive with our relationship, I need you to stand firmly on our relationship and claim me nigga like Like what happens when shit get difficult yeah when you still still stand tall like that's the only part that matters fam like when it's a a dusty nigga at the gas station saying hey baby can i get your number i got a man nigga that don't mean shit yeah no i don't because you should brush that nigga off (laughs) like that was you don't brush that nigga off that was the excuse to get him off. yeah i don't want to holler at you if you don't brush that nigga off yeah but like you know when shit get tight and they're like oh shit yeah, uh, you. That's the only time it mattered. I remember. Uh, I remember my the summer before my senior year of college, was dating a girl. Nigga, we was blissful as fuck. Like life was great, and uh, she was back home. She went to MSU too. She was back home for the summer doing an internship and working and shit. I was in East Lansing taking classes, and uh, she came up there to kick it with me for a couple days. And while she was up there, she ran into. She was trying to cook me dinner. So she went to the grocery store. She ran into her ex-boyfriend's best friends. Mm-hmm. So they see her and they like, oh, what you doing up here? Blah, blah, blah. Do do he know you up here? And she told me that when I got home from work that day. She was like, yeah, I ran into such and such. I was like, you know they're going to tell your ex, right? And she was like, no, nah, they don't even care. They was just blah, blah, blah. Nigga, I promise you, the next day she started acting funny. And about a week later, nigga, I couldn't even get a hold of that bitch. And then, pardon me, I ain't mean to call her a bitch because we actually did go together later for like four years. But, uh, so she ain't no bitch. Sorry, shout out to her. Um, but <laughs> for that for that period, that time period, she ended up getting back with the ex. But it was all because he heard she was up there. Niggas probably assumed she up here fucking with a nigga. And jump right back in, like yo, let me. And I just met her. Like, wait a minute, think, is the girl I've been playing with emotionally? Yeah, is, is she, she leaving? About, is she about to get involved with another nigga? nigga. Let me go find her. Shit was and crazy. Fuck with her life a little bit. And that's essentially what Simone is doing right here. That's exactly what she doing. She like, oh, oh this nigga. Shit. She, she like, on that whole. She on that horse shit, and she on that whole shit. That's a fact. You just being a whole ass nigga, cause that's fact. your friend. 
Hey, yo, and that's it. It's a lot of hoe ass niggas out here that's ladies. Let me put that out there because this was some hoe ass. Because when I call shit. you a hoe, it don't got to be hey, you ain't got to be a whore. Like a whore. Yeah, I'm not calling you no, a whore. No, you a hoe because you doing hoe ass shit. Yeah. And like, that's your friend. Fam. And you yeah. being a hoe ass nigga to your friend. And so the fucked up part is that right there. You and Bryson ain't just boyfriend and girlfriend. Y'all niggas were friends since y'all were kids. Y'all niggas reconnected in college and have been best friends since. Y'all niggas' parents is Marcus Graham and whatever the fuck Robin Givens' name is in Boomerang. Don't play with me, fam. Like, just don't do that shit. Y'all done shared y'all story. Y'all know y'all done yeah. love. Y'all been telling y'all in love. Y'all yeah. damn near living together. And- yeah, dog. Like- that's whole shit, man. So she, uh, when they at the, the little hood spot for dinner, she was like, we should go to our favorite spot. Or no, he suggested that. We you should go to curfew. our spot. You got a curfew. Yeah, she was, what time you got to be home? And that, that, that. and that nigga was like, yo, let's go to our spot. And she was like, they closed. He was like, I got a plug. Don't worry about it. So they go to the skating rink. Shout out to Cascade. I ain't been to Cascade in a minute. Uh, shout out to ATL, though. Um, so they get up to Cascade. It's just them two. They skating. They doing all the obvious shit. Clearly, you know something's about to go down. Uh, that nigga went back there and put on the couples fam um, the playlist. playlist. Yeah, that nigga put on the couple skating playlist, and they roller skating backwards and tongue kissing and Bitch, shit. Don't tickle me. Don't tickle my girl. Yeah, fin- nigga, so what? look, first of all, nigga, nigga, listen. If I walk in <laughs> a place and see another nigga tickling my girl, y'all Come might on, as well man. been fucking. I'm gonna be more angry. Yeah. Like, nigga, what? You know what's even more fucked about that? My girl ain't even ticklish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, this bitch never laugh when I tickle nigga, her. <laughs> so if I see you tickling my girl and she laughing, nigga. I'm killing you and him. Nigga. Because you play it. Play, play, play. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> oh, shit. No, so they I'm in a, there I'm skating. A good, I'm a good 30 into this 42, man. Oh, yeah, no, we going, nigga. By the time we get into this fucking episode two of the shy, my lord, nigga, God bless Cookie Johnson. Anyway, uh, yo, so, Pete, watch this episode again. I want you to look at how uh, Joey Badass plays Simone's ex. Yeah. Watch how that nigga falls when he fa- Nigga, he did that shit so intentional, like... Let me go ahead and fall so she can come over here and lay down on me. The nigga falls. Sadly, he might be the best actor on the show, by the way. And that's sad as fuck. But uh, he falls on the ground skating. She rolls over to him. He pulls her down. He tickling her. Blah, blah, blah. All that bullshit. Shoot this bitch up. <laughs> nigga, the whole, I will air out an empty skating rink. <laughs> like, it's two of y'all in here. I'm airing this bitch out. Uh, he tickling her. Next thing you know, they start kissing. They kiss and kiss and kiss and go in and then she has like her little uh, moral moment and shit. Now she got some morality. So she like stops him and like, oh my God. And like she roller skates 10 feet away from the nigga and was like breathing and shaking her arms out like shit was wild or whatever. While she's doing that, the nigga Bryson called her. Because, oh, all night, Bryson been with his niggas playing pool at the bar. And they like, nigga, why you let that bitch go? yeah. And then, well, so my one nigga, the wild uh, bisexual nigga, he like, why you let her go? Because clearly he a wild nigga and he know everybody fucking. But the the Christian preacher dude, he like, Simone wouldn't do you like that. Don't worry about Simone. Simone loves you. He like, no, nigga, you don't know what somebody do until you put him in a position to do it. That's the motherfucking point. Because I bet you, Mr. Preacher Man, you ain't think you're going to be fucking old girl uh, like last episode until hey. she came over and hey, wanted and to bust it open. ass, nigga, and now you want help cleaning it. I'm not cleaning your crib. Yeah. You just and then, 
Why you wanted to be by yourself? Look like she texted you again and you smashed again. Big facts. I peeped that, by the way. Shout out to that. Uh, so Bryson all night been worried about what his girl doing because he knows she went to dinner with her. Because you know, this your best friend. You know she hoe. Yeah. Yo, you nigga, you got hoe. the inside track to the fact she been hoeing for a long time, nigga. She been hoeing since been hoeing, nigga. Like, so Bryson called her while she had skating rink and she over there having her little moment. She picks up the phone like, hey, babe, what's good? He like, why you ain't calling me and let me know you made it home? She like, oh, I just forgot. Like, I just got home. Don't trip. Like, I've been here. I just got home. He like, Simone, you know, I worry. Like, let me know you made it. She like, all right, my bad. Good night. Whole time, the nigga Bryson sitting in front of her house. Lights out. Lights out. Home. Ain't a car in the driveway. Nigga. nigga. That tear on his face. Kill yo, me, that nigga. was, yo. Nigga, kill me, dog. Dog. I was like, no, no, oh, my nigga But hold Bryson. up. This is the fucked up part. Before that tear drop, before they got off the phone, she told that nigga, I love you. I don't think she said I love you this whole season. I feel like that was the first time she said that. I think that's what made the tear come. That's out. what made the tear drop, nigga, because that like, nigga was like, Word. why didn't you just tell nigga you were still out? Fam. Like, no, we went to uh We went to after spot. Like we just hanging out, yeah. catching up, cook, you know. Fam, you could hear Jeremiah playing in the background. Clearly he know you're not home. Fucking uh we or whatever that irritating ass song is. Like, fam, just tell me, hey, we went to a little after spot. She picked up the phone for you, so it's some little small modicum of respect. Well, not nah, just, I mean, lie. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, nah, nigga, we still out. We, I ain't made it home yet. And that's it. She told that nigga, I'm home. I'm in the bed. Good night. Uh, I made it. And that motherfucker said, I love you. And nigga Bryson said, yeah, I love you too. When he banged that phone, I wish he had a fucking next tail, nigga, so he could have clapped that phone, nigga. How to FaceTime that bitch. Woo! Steve Jobs said, nigga, we going to catch you cheaters today, nigga. Oh, and that's how the episode went off. That tear rolled down that eye like Denzel, nigga. Hey, dog. He had a glory tear. Shout out to that nigga. I don't got no sympathy, no sorrow for her, dog. No, no. She and then did. she went home in the in the in the and she was in the in the pool in the, in the tub and shit, crying like she sad. <laughs> I bet you a hoe. You do some hoe ass shit. And honestly, we don't know if she fucked up because you still we didn't see her leave. Yeah, she could have fucked that nigga. She could have kissed him some more. She could. We don't know. But she, what we do know is she lied to her nigga. Her nigga know he's such a fucking soft in love ass nigga. He probably ain't gonna know. Bryce let her know he know because he a hoe too. But he a hoe. Yeah. Like when I say hoe, yeah, yeah, yeah. like he a hoe. Like he soft. Yeah. She a hoe. Like she a hoe ass nigga. Yeah. So yeah, that was the boomerang finale. I will give Lena Waite this. I don't know why it took her ten episodes to get that, but that finale was good as shit, nigga. I, it was they had like, me mad they on some, some adjustments to the show. It could be really good. Yeah, they first of all they have biggest it, adjustments. Stop in real life, boomerang. in real life, you, this shit was like um, insecure. Yeah, um, a younger ver- like a, yeah. a, a seven year younger version of insecure. Yep, and it can this literally was insecure for twenty something. Yeah, you can literally pick this shit up, drop that shit on HBO, and that shit would still go. It's thirty minutes. Uh, if you, so if if, if Issa hey. Rae don't get her shit together, Boomerang <laughs> may be that thirty minute show. Hey Lena, put this on Showtime so uh, we could see Simone really bust it open. Some first like three episodes, that nigga I was mean, riding. Simone nigga. good. She fun. She got a little girl body though. Her but she got like a Ariana Grande body. I don't really. No, she a little bit thicker than that. No, she is. She is. She just is small. Her frame small. She pretty as hell though. She can't act. I ain't really a fan of her. You know when she the best at her acting? When she doing some shady shit. Um, she might be a whole ass nigga in real life. What you call it is a good, decent actor, though. Who that? Um, 
Everybody hates Chris, nigga. No, 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 no. Joey uh, Badass. Joey Badass. Joey Badass. Hi. He was in a uh, Mr. Robot. He was. You he did right? A really up. good, Mr. Hey, Robot. He been in a bunch of movies. And I mean, kid. the nigga rap his ass off. We know that shit. But hey, Joey Badass, you might have a fucking calling, man. Uh, shout out to him. And uh, yeah, that was that. Hold up, I got more shit on the fucking uh, in my notes though. Oh yeah, we good on time. Let me see. Khalees, you want to talk about Khalees? Since we talking about toxic, uh, we talking about toxic women and toxic women that are women. not the greatest. Oh, what? And this is going to lead us right into our episode. It's going to take us into the episode. Uh, shout out to women that are not toxic. Y'all great. We love y'all. Um, here's the headline: Khalees going to trial for twenty counts of contempt for keeping son away from Nas. And let me read y'all a little bit. Uh, Khalees could be facing jail time as she is facing 20 counts of contempt of court over allegations that she has continuously violated a custody agreement. Nas has been very open and vocal about the repeated claimed that claims that Khalees refuses to abide by the agreement and won't let him see his son. Nas says Khalees planned to move to Columbia, not Columbia, South Carolina, but <laughs> Columbia. <laughs> with her new husband and take their son night away from him. In addition to the fact that he was supposed to have his son for New Year's, but Khalees kept him in Colombia until January 14th, Nas leaving Nas with no way to get in touch with his son the entire time. Khalees was fined $8,000 for not following the court order and she has refused to pay. She's scheduled to go on trial June 20th and has pleaded not guilty to all charges. Listen, dog. <sighs> Khalees, 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 toxic fucking femininity. When Khalees met up with uh what's the Jason nigga name from the LA shit? Uh, uh I can't think of his last name. But he had an interview and she was saying all this talk fucked up shit about Nas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I remember that. that. I remember that. Right conveniently after yeah. he made a bunch of money with Amazon yep. and right before they the was going ring. through a customer, a custody, custody agreement. Yeah, try to make the nigga feel seem like he was a, a deadbeat and was abusive. Yeah, that shit didn't work because we just don't believe you. Yeah, you and need more people. People in the Atlanta area start coming out like, no, we see them niggas in restaurants. The nigga, they was wilding, but it was you that was wilding. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But she literally has a song called "I Hate You So Much" right now, where all she's doing in the video and in the lyrics. Is saying I will wild the fuck out, nigga. So, um, a couple months back, Nas posted like, "No, oh, nigga, this was been going on." Yeah, like seven page. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he wasn't like, "Nigga, this was going on," and um, like he want to see his son, man. Ladies, and again, this type of shit. I've I've spoken on this before, but one of my best friends, my brother, is or has been dealing with a very similar situation. All the nigga wants to do is see his son. He don't want shit else. Him and his girl broke up. Cool. Here's something that I say every fucking day. People break up, fam. Every relationship don't got to work. 99.99% of your relationships will fail. But fam, if we have a child during that relationship, just because it doesn't work out does not mean that we can't figure this out amicably. Like, you can't just fucking... All of a sudden, now that we got a kid, you just running shit, and I can't see my son or my daughter, like or sons or daughters. Like, no, nigga, you, 
this is still my child. Like, damn, like what the fuck you, is we doing? Do you want to be with Nas? Fam. It's been like 10 years. Like how, how long has it been? Yeah. And then like you'll have parents or like uh mothers in these situations who might get mad when the father isn't or is only a child support pair. Like all they do is put the money up and they ain't taking care of their kid. But you're not letting me. You have to allow me to because the First court off, could give the, us an order, fam. The, the two hundred thousand dollars a month that you wanted. That was absurd. That was absurd. That you two hundred and fifty two thousand dollars. That was be. absurd. You know and I saying? understand that he made a lot of fucking money off investments and shit. That was absurd. This is before y'all knew Nas had the bag. Yeah, but y'all we, didn't know. We, y'all thought that was a number that was uh Impossible for Nas. No, Nas got bread. Uh, but ultimately, man, like if you're in a so when my man was dealing with his custody battle at the beginning, when they went to uh the court, the referee during their mediation was really on some shit. And I had been telling them this and we had been discussing this, like, but the referee was really surprised. Like, I don't normally get cases like this. Where the father is trying to see his child. He's trying to take care. He ain't running from his responsibility. My man is there. He like, yo, I got whatever on a child support within reason. You ain't just finna hit me up for no bread. My man is like, I got the child support. I got daycare. I want as much time as I can possibly get with my son. And the referee at the mediation was like, why the, what's the pro- why are we here, nigga? He wants to see his son. He's willing to pay for daycare. He's willing to pay child support. Why are we here? Y'all couldn't work this out without yeah. court? It's a way to do this in a in a respectful manner. It's a way to do this to keep the child unharmed, man. But people steady doing this shit the way they want to do it, man. And Khalees, I don't necessarily need to see you go to jail behind this shit. But uh, let that man see his son, dog. Like, that's all I'm saying. Like, let a nigga see they fucking kid, yo. Speaking of seeing your child, The Shy, uh, episode two of season two of Lena Wave and Showtime's The Shy. This is a good ass episode, first it was, of all. Dog. This was a good at They, right now, this side, season to open up. Side note, dog. What's good? What's good? <laughs> I don't understand. I just got this random text. Well, it's not random text. This text from a number that's not saved to my phone. It said, happy birthday, Uncle Jason. You're finally, finally 37, parentheses, I think. You lived a good life, and I hope you live an even better one, parentheses, I don't know. But happy birthday, dash, from one of your niece or nephews. <laughs> what is going on here? I got one niece and two nephews. Like, what? 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 <laughs> Uh, that's I don't know. That's wild. Uh, my whole that's probably my niece. My shit is nigga. You've lived a good life. <laughs> what <laughs> nigga? You're done. <laughs> Jay shit is over. Nigga. What when you reach the bottom of this forty, you are done, nigga. You're oh, out of there. Shit. Oh fuck. That's but uh, <laughs> got to be my niece. Shout out to your niece. Shout man. out to Shout Taylor. To nephew. I know that's Taylor. I, yeah. It got to be. <laughs> you got love kids. Uh, <laughs> Gotta love kids, man. They just they the innocence in children. I miss that shit. But uh episode two of the shy, man. So right now, Showtime and Lena Waithe are two for two with this season of the shy. So I will say this. Season one, I loved. I loved the shy from the rip. But I felt like that first episode was really gritty and really dark. And then they kind of lightened it up a little bit after Coogie got killed. 
Um, and then last week we talked about it a little on this podcast. Uh First of all, if you haven't seen episode one of The Shy and you plan on it, you probably want to stop right here because we're about to get into mad spoilers. Um, and also go listen back to uh, last week's review, episode 38. But uh, no, so on this season, the first episode, I said it on here, it was funny. Like, I laughed a good portion, probably a half hour out of that first episode. Nigga, I was cracking up, like... The nigga Papa had me rolling and like just different situation. Brandon uh, had me laughing. Like it was a lot of situations that had me laughing on episode one. So I was like, with the new uh, screenwriter and the new like just staff in place, I hope they didn't get too lighthearted. Like still keep the grittiness yeah. of Chicago. Um, episode two brought us right back, and it, it's it's a good balance through two episodes. So. Uh, on episode two, we learn a little bit of additional information about a few characters. One, we see what happened with Emmett. Uh, if you saw episode one, Emmett had been kicked out of his crib. So it was a couple themes. Yeah. So the the say the the the, the, the themes that I noticed, the themes with Emmett, mm-hmm. right? About him, his child. Him going to say with his dad, yep. he learned a lot about his dad and how his mom and stuff played out. Yeah. Um, with what's Cookie brother name? Uh Brandon. With Brandon. Yeah. His relationship with his girl. Jerica, yeah. And Jerica relationship with her parents. Yep. And that whole little dynamic. And then we got um old boy who locked up for murder. Uh Ronnie. Ronnie, yeah. Ronnie yeah. and that whole situation. And his shit with his grandma, yeah. And then the relationship with the new cop. And oh yeah, the detective. The two uh, detectives. Whatever her, her last name was, something like it was something French. I can't think. It's like Bordeaux or some yeah. of that UX and that shit. But uh, but with Emmett, yeah, we found out like all right, this was happening to him. So on uh, episode one, Emmett, uh, his mom Jada. I just learned that her name was Jada. I had no clue. Uh, but his mom Jada kicked him out. She moved out, got a one bedroom apartment. Told that nigga he got to grow up. And last week on this episode, we talked, or last week's episode, we talked about how now he's kind of stepping into manhood. He's being forced to, but he's stepping into manhood and he kind of learning how to be a man uh, and grow the fuck up. So Emmett is seventeen, which Jacob Lattimore is like 25 26 but Emmett is 17 and after his mom kicked him out he ain't had nowhere to go he has three kids three baby mamas and no fucking where to go so he had been jumped on the train by one of his baby mama's brothers and after realizing that he had no options and none of his baby moms was letting him in none of the little chicks he was fucking was letting him in his mom wasn't letting him in he's 23 Jacob Lattimore, 23 in real life, but he's 17 on the show. Uh, this nigga born in 1996. Nigga, that's this fucking, is, this is my laughable, nigga. How old are we, nigga? This nigga was born in August of 96. That's fucking crazy. You was born a, a, a month before Pac got killed. Oh, my God. Like, I don't really acknowledge kids that was born in the 90s. When people, when I, when I have a conversation with somebody or from yeah. trying to date somebody, I'm like, how old was you when Pac died? Because <laughs> if you're under a certain age, you grew up in a, in a, in a generation without Pac. That's and a Jay Johnson which, special, nigga. Like in real life. Yeah. So we we are too, we we don't see the world the same. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, in the future, they'd be like, what year was you when Nipsey left us? 
because That's we live in, we live in the, we live in two different eras before Pac yeah. and after Pac. Yeah. Anyway, BP, AP. Damn, I can't date nobody who wasn't like affected by Pac dying. Like you had to be alive and affected. Was you like, in middle school, nigga? Like shit. Yeah. Like if you wasn't that, I least, was in high school. Yeah, I was in eighth I was ninth grade. grade. Um, he was in the eighth grade in '96, dog. Yeah, no, I was in seventh grade. That's, <laughs> I was in seventh grade. I, I was, yeah, my years fucked up. I was seventh grade because uh, I was in, yeah, I went to high school in '98. So yeah, I was in seventh grade. Um, but anyway, uh, shout to that. Uh, so Emmett, he running around the streets. He don't have nowhere to go at the end of episode one. So he finally lands on his dad's porch, and where we pick up with him on episode two. His dad got a lot of fucking kids, yo. Fucking, uh, art imitates life, father imitates son, nigga, like, or son imitates father, like, they're living the same life, man. He's sleeping on the couch, one kid doing makeup she on his putting eyebrows fucking, uh, and shit while yeah. he sleep. Everything going Other on. Other kids shooting a loud ass gun. They got loud ass cartoons on. Yeah. That nigga Emmett can't get no sleep. First of all, why ain't Emmett in school? He's 17. That nigga ain't been to no class. Like, I, I don't get it. This is a problem. Because he wasn't in school last year when he would have been 16. Because his dad told him, I got one more year. And then I'm done with your child support payments. So he would have been 16 last year. He's 17 this year. Possibly. It could be some overlap. Well, that, it I, ain't been a big time span. I think so he, it's the same year, though. Yeah, he could, he could still be 17. I Either way, that nigga ain't been in school, key, bro. This is the same summer from last, the same like it's time, the same, same school year. year. Okay. It's the same and school year. What I will say And it was the beginning of the school year last year, wasn't it? Yeah. I was seventeen when I started college, so I get it. I know it's possible, but it just it feels weird that this nigga ain't been a no nothing. I mean, when your mama woke, woke up at eight thirty five, talking about did you go downtown for such and such? Like, yeah. shouldn't you be in school? Yeah. It's it's weird. Him and a wild nigga. Um shout out to Jacob Lattimore. That nigga can sing. His little his last album got some joints on there, I'm not gonna lie. Uh but anyway, so he wake up on his dad couch, his mad kids there, they all his brothers and sisters. Um, and he goes in the kitchen because he clearly ain't gonna get no sleep in that madhouse. And his dad is in there on the phone, he making lunch for the kids. I think what he really saw was the pancakes on one of his on yeah. somebody's plate, and he went there looking for food. He was trying to fucking get some food. So he walked in there thinking it was breakfast ready. His dad, like, oh, pancakes is gone. Nigga, make some cereal. Nigga grabbed the cereal box, that bitch empty. He grabbed what he grabbed some other shit. It wasn't nothing in there neither. So then he like, all right, well, dad making fucking PB and J's, nigga. Let me get one of these. So he reached for it. Dad popped that nigga on the hand and said, I these is for the kids' lunch, nigga. Don't fucking reach over here. And it was it was a silly little scene, but it was kind of a precursor to what we learned. Then you look down and see his dad had his shoes on his yeah. feet. Like that nigga, nigga said, you can't. Nigga, what the fuck? Like nigga, this is my house. Oh, he gave me his dad gave him the rules too. He told him, uh. I could wear whatever the fuck is in my house, meaning I can sport your Air Maxes, nigga. Don't get cute. And then the most important rule he told him was he gave him five or four. The most important one, he told the nigga dinner was at seven o'clock sharp with the whole family. We sit down at the table and we eat as a family. If you late, you break any of these rules. Find somewhere else. Find somewhere else. Stay, nigga. So uh, we seen him at dinner later, but it ain't just his dad, Emmett. And all his little brothers and sisters. It's all his dad, baby moms. His dad got three baby moms, including his current girl. Yeah. Uh, and they're sitting at the dinner table. They eating. They walling. And the baby moms are telling Emmett, 
the baby mom and one of the baby mom's mates is are there. That was trippy to me that the baby mama dad or current nigga was sitting there like, yeah, baby, that's crazy. You just fucked that nigga. Now you fucking me. <laughs> that's how a nigga laugh when you fucking his girl. I mean, like, well, Emmett should be recognizing that this fried chicken looks fire. Yeah, it did. Like, all that food looks great. I don't great. even eat greens, and them niggas have some greens there. Yeah, all that shit like, look great, but Emmett like, right. got an attitude. He jumped up. So so what it was, he saw his dad turn around to the, because the kids are sitting at a separate table, and his dad turned around sliced a piece of chicken for his son like he cut it up into pieces for him yeah for one of the younger sons and emmett saw that and he got pissed and he got up and stormed out and went out to the porch so his daddy came after him he like nigga what's good nigga don't disrespect me in front of my family what the fuck nigga essentially like listen dog yeah why the fuck did my mom get this fucked up crappy ass version of you yeah. And everybody in this motherfucker love you to death. You got yeah. all three of your baby mamas in this bitch, and you get you number one dad over yeah. there. How come I didn't get this shit? He like, well, they got the dad of the year, nigga, and I I got a whole ass nigga essentially. Valid question. It's valid as fuck, man. And uh, but his dad kept it real with him though. His dad told him, hey, one of the rules was no questions about your mama. He did say that, but he broke it. Yeah, because he had to tell him. He said, yo, I realize and accept. That I was a whole ass nigga to your mama. But he said, Yo mama got the boy. Them three got the man. I was a whole ass nigga to your mama and you. But one thing he did say uh, earlier when they was in the kitchen, he told him, um, he said, Ask your mama about some child support payments. Nigga. Like, I've been sending money, nigga. Your money been going. And that nigga said, I got one more year. So I ain't. But so when they was out on the porch, he told him, I thought I was being a good dad by making my financial obligations to you and paying that child support. But in real life, I know it's more to do. And I recognize that. So for my younger kids after you, I realize I need to change and I need to be there for them and I need to raise them as they father. And I he like and essentially like, listen, I fucked up. Yeah. And you taking after me. Yeah, because you doing the same whole ass shit right now with your three kids. Essentially, you got to put all that bullshit to the side. Yeah. Recognize you being a piece of shit person yep. and get your shit together. Fuck and, the excuses. Yep. Fuck all the, but, 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 my, but. Emmett like, but Tiffany won't even let me see my son. Fuck that. Out. Do something, nigga. Um, speaking of Tiffany. Toxic human being. Toxic ass trash fucking human being. trash ass human. Let's So. Let's get into it. So uh, Emmett is at the store kicking it with the owner, little Pakistani dude. They rapping, and then it's a fine-ass woman in the store. She bending over, getting some off the bottom shelf. Strap. Strap. She was cold. She was cold. And Emmett like, yo, let me show you how we do this, man. This is my specialty. I get on women like that. So she walked up. She like, are you Emmett whatever last name? Listen. And nigga like, yeah. Listen. Listen. <laughs> And I mean this with 100% honesty. <laughs> if you ever walk up to me in the street and ask me if I'm this person, I'm never that person. Hell no. I am never that person. Because you're only there for two reasons. You're either serving me for the court. You're trying to shoot me. Or you're trying to kill me, <laughs> nigga. I'm never that person. There's no other reason that you're there. I don't so. even give my real name out. And when I go in a restaurant and be like, this order, I don't never. Yeah. No, I'm never that person. Yeah. Never. Uh, nigga, it's funny. I remember uh, when I was young, my dad used to always tell me, 
when I put my name down on anything, make sure I put Junior. And I was like, why? <laughs> he was like, I don't want none of your shit. You don't want none of my shit, nigga. Like, none of that. Like, don't ever <laughs> make sure you put Junior, nigga. And he was like, if you can put your social, when, do that too. Nigga. So when you have a kid, do you also have to change your name to Senior? Legally, I don't know. Because I know at some point yeah. you do, but like, when does that happen, like, officially? I don't know. I don't really, I ain't never thought about that or like asked about it or nothing, but that is, I'm curious. I feel like it would happen when you name a junior or a senior. Do you have to legally change it to senior? I'll tell you one thing my dad didn't do. He didn't legally do anything. (laughs) I'll tell you that. (laughs) Like, that nigga was senior by default and wasn't nobody gonna tell him he wasn't. (laughs) But, uh, that nigga wrote junior on my shit and they just. I identify as a senior right now. (laughs) Just. Jason Johnson Sr. Nigga. Next week I might be Jason Johnson Jr. Yeah. So we can just identify as well the fuck we want to. Nigga, I'm Jason Johnson the 14th, nigga. My favorite part is this nigga Jason. He was gonna be a Delta. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot, you think I can you think I could be a Delta? Right now though? I don't, my girl a Delta, nigga. I can ask. I can I identify as a college student? <laughs> tell my girl she gotta pledge you, nigga. <laughs> Maybe we got do it. <laughs> like shorty, you gotta hey, bring tell her I want I want all the wants sewers, nigga. He wants access. Nigga. Tell them they can do whatever they want to me, goddammit. <laughs> all the hazing they want. That nigga Jay is about all the S and M, nigga. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, we gonna be man. in the woods and shit, like <laughs> Dark rooms and shit like that. <laughs> Shirt off and shit. Oh, like, shit. Hey. That nigga said, oh, yeah, the blindfold. No, I'm with that. I'm with I'm that. With the blindfold and handcuffs. He all said, that do shit. that. Nigga, yeah. This nigga with the paddle. That nigga put like, my oh. finger in, Put my little pinky in the air. Nigga. <laughs> we all out here. But, uh. Pinky swear. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I'm almost half into this 40. Hey, man, man the 40 is doing? going down. I got pissed like a motherfucker, too. So <laughs> if y'all yeah. niggas get a punch, our bad. Right. Uh, but anyway. That nigga Emmett in the store, the finance lady in there, she asked that nigga if he Emmett. He said, yeah. Bow. She hit that nigga with them papers like, you've been served, nigga, and you ain't get my number. So he double stupid. Tiffany took that nigga to court, man. So they get in front of the little uh, mediator, and the mediator was like, yo, nigga, this ain't about custody or time spent with the child. All this about is establishing child support payments. That's it. So Jacob tell her, like, yo, I got a part-time job at the rib shack or chicken shack or whatever. And the mediator, like, cool, like, you got any. But let me let me, let me me cut into this shit right yeah. quick. You won't let this man see his child Mm-mm. because you bung around somebody that was fucking you up. That was whooping your ass. And he was worried about his child. I reached out to Child Protective Services because you couldn't protect yourself so if it's a nigga that's physically beating the fuck out of you, yep. he don't like me, why would he give a fuck about my child? I'm caring about the child, and now you don't want me to see the child? What kind of shit is that, dog? Fam. Then you're going to get your whole ass brothers to jump on me? Y'all should have jumped on a nigga that was jumping on you. Facts. Big facts, though. Like, And then the white lady, she just looking like, I don't, I don't got time for this nigga shit. Pay the money. Black and man. that's all she told him. She like, yo, this ain't even about all. I hear what you saying, but fuck all that bullshit. She said, hey, call the police if they jumped on you. She said, yo, oh, because then, yeah, he tried to pull out. He was like, she got her brother to jump me. And the white lady was like, yeah, this ain't even that type of time. But uh, thank you for coming out. Appreciate you. I'm an officer at the court, but yeah. not, that, not that type of Yeah, officer. she like, I ain't an officer, officer, nigga. Like, I just need you to pay this fee. 
And she like, here's what you gonna pay. And uh, that nigga Emmett was like, I do pay. And Tiffany Hoass was like, $200 two months ago is not paying child support. And I'm like, I feel like he probably give her more than that. But that nigga ain't got no receipt, so he can't prove shit. Hey, fellas, real quick, nigga, PSA. If you are a father of a child or children that you are paying a woman for off the books, y'all niggas ain't go to court yet. No, listen. Please save receipts. Please listen. take screenshots. Please take pictures of everything like you this. do, bro. I'm 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 off the the steel reserve, so I'm probably facts, nigga. Forty two. I'm, I'm probably about to overshare. I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll overshare, but I'll keep it anonymous. Right. So there's a family member of mine who was the breadwinner and the father of three children. Okay. And the wife never worked. It was the father who worked and mm. paid everything, paid literally, you know what I'm saying? Working for one of the big three, even when the big three moved them out of state, still pay for a home here and all the, the, the expenses here in Michigan and in Belvedere, Illinois. Mm. On the weekend, we'll catch the motherfucking, whatever that bus is to come down here, leave on Friday Sit on that motherfucking bus just to spend Saturday and go back home and Sunday every weekend just to be with his children. Damn. One of the big three do a payout. Payout get deposited into the check. The wife steals all the money. Okay. Dips out, buys a house, leaves the nigga with nothing. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Leaves the nigga with nothing. Then puts him on child support. So when they go down to the courts, they was like, well, do you got some receipts from when you've been paying? Yeah. Like, no, I don't catch. I don't got no receipts. Like, this is this is life. Yeah. This is what I've been doing. Like, d- does she have a W-2? Because <laughs> she <laughs> had no job. <laughs> like, what you mean? And then put him on child support and say, oh, you owe back child support. Yeah. I'm the only nigga who've ever had a job. Yeah. And the system is set up for the woman in that situation. Every time. This person got maybe out of out of the 10 years or so, maybe got a WT, a W-2 inside of four different years, but never for a whole year. Yeah. But it was like, hey, this system not designed for you, fam. She said you ain't paid and you don't got no receipts, so you ain't paid. Yeah. You owe back child. You now you owe back child support. Yep. Like, nigga, what? Yeah. That's sad. Bro. Based on just based on what you said, like nigga, you cannot produce a W two. You wouldn't have to have a job. You don't work. You don't work. Yeah. But now in the court eyes, I'm a deadbeat dad. Yep. No matter what, no, not. But I'm paying for three children. The family court system is not built for black men. It's not um, built for men in general. It's not built for men in general, but black men suffer more. Which is why I'm I'm I think is that like so if this world is ran by men mm-hmm. and white men, how did you allow child support and divorce to be totally woman dependent? Yeah. Unless this is how you even out the rest of the world. Is this is this how you even out the rest of the shit that you don't Yeah. Cause like the for other a shit system that's like that's, male dominant and for, all for y'all yeah. to be like this whole entire world is male white male patriarchy and all yeah. other shit. If that was the case, they wouldn't let this shit stand. Yeah, because it's a lot of dudes, black, white, other, um, just a lot of men that are going into that family court and they walking out losing, losing. They are underwater. Nigga, you can if you sign a birth certificate. Yeah, 
even if DNA proves you are not the father, you are the father for 18 years. Somebody asked me this on Facebook. Uh, I'm going to ask you. Child support, or not child support, pardon, pardon me. DNA testing at birth. How you feel about it? I think it should be. I think it should be mandated. Yeah, like um, it should be like a part of the process. I agree. I one hundred percent agree, and not in a way that it's disrespectful to the mother. This is not about you. Not at all. I'm literally just validating if that you, this is my child. If you about to give my my child is born, yeah. And you about to stick her with thirteen needles for all these vaccines and do yeah. all this. Nigga, do the blood work. That's it. Right That's then. It. Cause my child finna get stuck regardless. They finna get swabbed regardless. It should not be it, it shouldn't it should be default. It shouldn't be and a I need to pay extra. Tack that shit on to the insurance. Here's the thing, man. I was a wild nigga that did a lot of wild things with a lot of chicks. I'm not a whole ass nigga. I've never been a whole ass nigga. If I had ever gotten anybody pregnant, whether I wanted to be with them long term or not, verifying that they were my child would only make sure that I am there to take care of my child in every way that I possibly can. Peep this. You can't. And, it's, if and I'm the minority kid, on this. Okay. And I will say this off rip. I'm the minority on this. Okay. If I have a child yeah. uh, with a woman that I don't actually want to be with, I want full custody. Mm. Not because I don't think this person is unfit or no shit like that. Yeah. But like, why by default does it have to be the mom? We've already seen what a, a generation or multiple generations of children just raised by the mom. And matter of fact, I think by default, the court should make the baby go with the man. Yeah. Yeah. The DNA We've talked test, about that on this podcast. You yeah. got to take the baby. Yeah. Now, nah, nigga, and if you don't take care of the baby, we're going to put you in jail. Then we on your ass. Yeah. yeah. Versus the other way around, you know what I mean? And had the moms pay support to the man. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I would want the child because me, I just think that child, that, that, that relationship with the father is so important. Yeah. And not because I don't think you unfit, but like, why, why, why can't I have, why can't I be with my child every night? It's, it's crazy, man. Cause I talked at the beginning of this podcast about two of my guys, uh, both losing their pops. Um, and respectively, and I know both of these do like these niggas are these is men. These are good men. They I, I one of them I've known since I was two years old. He was my first friend, nigga, like in life. And I know the type of guy his dad was. So for a minute after my dad's accident, I lived with him. Um, cause my dad's accident was out of state. My dad was in a coma for a few months. So my mom was out of state for a few months. I still needed to go to school. I lived with him and his family, my dog, Noah and dog, his dad, then Wallace was different. You know what I'm saying? He was, he had three sons and I understood why he was successfully raising three sons. Cause he was a man himself. It's a certain it's a certain pizzazz, it's a certain cachet, it's certain lessons, it's certain things that a woman will never be able to teach her son, no matter what the situation calls for. Like, not seeing it's plenty of uh women out here raising their sons to the best of their ability. And shout out to y'all. We respect y'all up here. Kudos to you. But a child needs their father, whether it's a son or a daughter. They need their father. They need that guidance. They need that man to stand up and show them what a man should look like. As a son, 
You need to be able to look up to your dad and see what a man should do around the house, see what a man should do with his family, how he takes care of them, etc. As a daughter, you need that man there to show you how a girl should be treated as a girl and how a woman should be treated when she grows up. Not having men and father figures and not just father figures. You need your father. I don't just nice. want the granddad or the uncle or the nigga up the street who take care of you. Like, that's cool. Shout out to them niggas. I don't want the stepdad. That's cool. Shout out to the stepdad that step up. But your father needs to be in your child life, man. That's a fact. And I, I don't know how to quantify it, right? Right. But there's something goes on that you can't measure on, on something else that if uh, a child grows up yeah. without their biological mother and their biological father inside of their life together, yeah. um, it's put a great harm. Like there's there's some transfer of energy yeah. that's missing where something happens where you don't grow up. So like yeah. um, this is how I used to think. I don't think this currently. Um, but I grew up with both my parents, whatever, right? Yep, and I used yep. to be like, all right, nigga, you 22, 23 years old. Like, why are you still talking about a daddy that wasn't ever there? Like, you were, you're yeah. an adult now. Yeah. Like, that shit is over with. You should move on. Get over it. Yeah. But as I got older and got a, a better understanding, like, no, there's something missing with you since the creation of you. Yeah. So Biologically. You, biologically, yeah. physically, metaphysically, or whatever is not there. So it's like, no, man. That needs to be there. Yeah. Like, and I I didn't understand it. Like, what y'all grown and y'all still got daddy issues because you're yeah. missing your father. But no, nah, fam, because how I think the world was designed. Yeah. When a man and a woman come together and create a life, and then both of those beings are supposed to be inside of that life that they created together, life yeah. until it grows up and can move out on their own. Like, yeah. I think that's the natural order of things. You know what I'm saying? And when that does not when you working outside of the nat this is just what I believe. Yeah. When you working outside of the natural order of things, it doesn't mean that it can't work. Yeah. It just means that it's harder to work. Yeah. You gotta balance other things. And more importantly than it just being harder to work, it works differently. Yeah. Like even if it works, you can't apply it, the same rules. You can't. That. You can't. And it's um you know, I grew up, everybody who listens to this podcast know I grew up, my dad was in prison for the majority of my childhood. Um and I honestly, I've never, I always, you know, think about this shit. I never had but a few years with my dad in a normal situation. Yeah, he yeah. was in prison. And then when he got out of prison, I had two years with him before his accident. His accident turned him into an entirely different person. So uh, my time with my dad was never normal. But what I will say, when I was younger, I never would have imagined how fucking much it meant for my dad to be there the way that he was there, even when he was in prison. Like, that, my dad called every day. We talked every day. We went up there every weekend. Long as he wasn't in solitary, we got to visit him. Um, talking to my dad as often as I did, doing the book reports my dad made me do, and all the, all the extra shit that I hated when I was a kid, I respect as an adult because it's like, fam, my dad was present in the most possible way mm -hmm. uh given the situation and it's like that presence can't be my mom did a wonderful job while my dad was away but she was my mom it's a certain fucking 
lesson that she's never going to be able to teach me as my mom, nigga. It's, it's things she can't relate to as my mom. And it's like to be able to come from me and Jay are probably a rarity that we do come from two parent households, that we do come from parents that are still together or that we're still together. And it's like having that. I cherish it, man. Having a relationship I have with my dad, I cherish that because that shit is critical, dog. Like, and so for Tiffany on this show to be withholding Emmett from seeing his child, it's annoying because I'm seeing this happen in real life. Jay seeing this happen in real life. Like we both just gave y'all two stories about friends we know personally that are really going through this shit. And it's like the woman's trying to not allow all the dude wants to do is see his kid. That's it, nigga. No That's more, it, no less. Man. That's it. I don't. I will pay whatever you need me to pay. I just want to see my son, and I want to see him in a manner that allows me to still for it allows him to grow up still knowing I'm his dad. I respect um um Emmett's dad in this situation. Yeah, I recognize yeah. the error of my ways as he a young child. Up. Yep, I'm gonna fix it, and then I literally see how my bad actions has created you. Yeah, and you started following me because you're doing exactly what I did. But and now you, you got three kids you don't see because yeah. we've never even seen Emmett's other two kids or baby mamas. And what he pointed out was like, damn, you a trash dad. Yeah. And you a trash person. Yeah. He said, how you got three baby mamas and you still don't have nowhere, to, nowhere to stay? I have a good relationship with all of my exes. My baby all mamas my exes have eat dinner with me every night at 7 o'clock. All my exes called me or text me today to tell me happy birthday. Yeah. We not together, but yeah. we don't have like one of these relationships. Oh, I hate you. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. How is it? That you were, you created, you did the most sacred act, yeah, that we know of, which is creating life with these people. But yeah. you don't have a a good enough relationship for them to help you out in a hard time. Yeah, I know for a fact that God forbid something happened where I wasn't able to do things. If I reached out to one of them and I really, really needed some assistance, like look, I just need to stay here for a couple of days. You know what I'm saying? They Des got you. Despite what it could do to their relationships or yep. what it can do with their situations, yep. they would help out because I'm you. not a piece of shit human being. And if nothing, even if they like, yo, you can't stay here, but yo, can I help you financially? Like maybe I could go half on a room with you or something. Something, something nigga. Yeah. They would they would make sure you're okay because they know you're a good dude. Yeah. And Emmett unfortunately to this point has not been the best dude he definitely ain't been the best father and unfortunately he got a trash baby mom so that combination is horrible <laughs> somebody replying to the pitch like this nigga really drink 40s i said every 40 i've ever drunk came from aunt <laughs> nigga yo what the nigga literally yo respect my motherfucking hashtag bro the they 40 god is really real they say this nigga really a drunken master <laughs> hey man hey uh, 50 niggas deep nigga 31 uh. <laughs> shout out to Lola Damone shout out to Lola Damone hey Lola Damone was my man cousin and I learned that by having a conversation in class about how bad I wanted to fuck Lola Damone back in high school and that nigga was like yo fam that's really my cousin <laughs> like stop she, nigga uh, we close to one of her homies <laughs> we gonna bring her on the show shout out to Lola Damone man and shout out to Drunken Master nigga wherever the fuck he at thanks nigga he's Detroit. still out here doing it I, I sure, believe it sure. nigga he was 50 niggas deep that's a lot of niggas. Hey, All right, uh, so listen, let's examine this other Let's get into the other right. niggas. Uh, shout out to Emmett, though. Emmett out here fucking yeah. up. Oh, Emmett did go see his mom, though, and his mom finally let him up. 
and they had a conversation. Funniest scene of the whole episode, fam, when that nigga dad was like, yo, have a beer with me. And that nigga, like, I don't, I don't drink, drink beer. beer. That nigga was like, just hold this nigga shit. just hold the shit like, like they do on the Budweiser commercials. Nigga. Like the fathers and sons doing the Budweiser commercials. And that shit was funny. But uh, that's telling though. It's telling to me his dad trying dog. It's telling to me that a lot of people don't who have never had a father son relationship will look to TV or look to something else to say this is how it's supposed to be done. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, what he said was when I grew up, my dad wasn't there. Yeah. I didn't have that. Yeah. So I did this and now look at you. Yeah. So this shit is very cyclical. So it's like cyclical as fuck. Like I don't know how I'm supposed to do this shit, but I'm about to have this father son talk that I never did with you. And that's where I respect his dad. Yeah, it took you it took for Emmett to become homeless to come ask you could he stay there before you had this talk. But with your other children and now you're having this talk with Emmett, his dad trying, bro. Like we don't always have a blueprint for how to do this shit correctly. But try to do this shit, yeah. though, man. I can't change the past, but I'm going to try. I'm gonna impact the future. I'm going to try to impact the future, man. Uh, so shout out to Emmett. Shout out to his dad. Move so on. Let's take a look at Brandon and his relationship with <sighs> his, his current girlfriend and his girlfriend's parents. So, so they at the house party, little backyard barbecue for the alderman yeah. of the Fifth Ward. Like this. The whole shit is about old girl wants to get this lady's account. Yeah. To make like a hundred grand or some shit. She right? like, yo, I can make a six figure commission if I get this account. She's yeah. in real estate. Yeah. Um, and she like they go to the alderman's little barbecue or whatever, and she like, yo, I, Brandon, I just need you so to be is, cool. Nigga. This is one of these situations where um this is the what was uh Michael Jordan's wife name? Juanita. Juanita. It's one yeah. of the Juanita Jordan moves. Well, like mm. Mike needs to go to an, an event. Yeah. And I need to come with my wife to present a particular f- a, a front, right? Yeah. Um, and make everything smooth. Well, she needs to go to this event and I need to take my hood ass boyfriend who wanna put on this suit jacket and this shirt and look a certain way. Yeah. Um, and he not really with that shit. You know, your family is bougie as hell. They were lawyers, I think. No, they're in real estate. They too. in real estate too, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they want yep. her to be a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Long story short, like they don't approve of him. I didn't know that being a culinary chef or whatever was like look frowned upon. That's yeah. like looked at as, as like. So what I know about just because I watch Top Chef and Chop yeah. literally as often as possible. What I know about being a chef slash restaurant owner, it's one of the more difficult businesses to be successful in. Yeah. Um, to become a successful chef. Is damn near impossible. Like that's just like becoming a successful rapper. Like yeah. it's like a one in a fucking million thing. And then a restaurant owner, same thing. Like most restaurant owners will tell you, my first ten restaurants failed, nigga. So Jerica's parents are looking at Brandon like, fam, you you're dating a nigga that was a chef at a big restaurant and now owns a taco truck. And he's trying to cook for a living. We ain't, what is what her dad say? We ain't spent a hundred grand at Spellman for you to shout to Spellman. Me and Jay coming soon. Uh, enrollment twenty twenty nigga twenty nineteen fall. I, I, I identify as eighteen. <laughs> I uh, I identify as Jay's. Uh, I'ma just watch that nigga make sure he's good because I don't want to smoke with my girl. Uh, but uh, then the, her dad's like, we ain't spent a hundred grand at Spellman Does for you listen? to marry a chef. Hmm? Did she listen? Yes, oh. faithfully. 
Okay. She went back through all our shit. Shout nigga. out to her. Nigga, what's funny is she went back through some shit that I forgot I said. Of course. And text me like, oh, word, nigga, you had hoes in uh, 2018. I was like, <laughs> uh, no, I ain't. Uh, uh, you know, it's TV. Was, it's for entertainment purposes. I was like, no, no. I was like, me and Jay basically actors, nigga. Like, I'm saying. To Aunt Coogie Johnson, nigga. <laughs> like, I'm not bullshitting. But uh no, nah, she she rocks with us, man. She's definitely one of them, uh one of them streams every week. Uh but D- Jerica's parents was like, yo, we ain't spent a hundred grand for you to fucking uh go to Spelman and then date a marry a chef. And her mom is like, yo, I like Brandon. Brandon's cool, but it's time for you to get serious. Jerica like, nigga, we are serious. We live together. Like what the f- how much more serious you wanted to get? I bought this nigga food truck, nigga. <laughs> like I'm invested. So what I wanna what I wonder is Yeah. Well, what do you want for your daughter? I feel so like they want you, her daughter to marry a nigga that's like her dad. But what I'm saying is like her dad personality wise or financially? Financial. It's because all financial. If you want me to get a good job and yeah. be a lawyer, make X amount of dollars. That's gonna come with a certain lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and if I can live that lifestyle and I'm living that lifestyle, yeah. then aren't you happy? So Because they, if you want me to be taken care of, yeah. then you wouldn't have t- you wouldn't have had me go to law school. But so, that's not a you so know what I'm saying? You'd have to be a bottle uh, model or some shit like that. In season one, Jerica mentioned that her parents were both like successful real estate brokers or whatever the fuck they do, um, within real estate. And in this season, uh, specifically on this episode, they told her, hey, it'll be a lot more beneficial and helpful for you to get this account if you go to law school. Like, Be- why? Become a real estate attorney or whatever. Learn more because people, the account that Jerrica wanted, they're basically saying, like, people like her who have these big six-figure accounts respect you more when you have more credentials. Um, Jerrica's like, fam, I could pick this up. On my own, I don't need to go to fucking law school. You sell real estate. Yeah, I don't need a fucking degree to sell real estate. Yeah, like if you are a person in the real estate, only other person I look at you as more of a true entrepreneur is a barber. A barber is a one hundred percent pure entrepreneur. Cash from the bottom to the top. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And once you move over into the entrepreneurial space, yeah, how would you? How could you fix your mouth? To suggest that your daughter go work in corporate America and work for somebody. If anything, you should be bringing her into this real estate shit and seeing how yeah. easy this should be. You want to be a lawyer for what? What's fucked up is she's on her grind trying to build in real estate, but I'm like, fam, her nigga is literally on his same grind. Like, granted, real estate. She got six-figure commissions in front of her where that nigga Brandon trying to be able to afford insurance for his uh, food truck. Food truck going to end up being But that it. shit could pop. Food truck, first off, is a lucrative business. And lucrative as fuck. Um, and that shit going to turn into a restaurant. Yeah. And that restaurant can turn into two restaurants. So what you should be doing, if y'all wasn't too detached from Chicago, is yeah. let me see how I can invest in this in this mm. food truck let me help my take future son-in-law out. facts because if i assist you now and allow you to actually get some of the overhead out and allow you just to make money yeah then you can help take care of my daughter yeah and you can pay me my money back because all, yeah. all 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 any of us young entrepreneurs or people starting off is it's a little bit of assistance yeah. so we can get over that bump 
And once we get over that bump, then we good. Yeah. But it take money to make money. And I, unless I come into the game already with the money, yeah. it's hard to do that sometimes. because you coming out of debt from the rip yeah. if you don't come in with the money. Uh, a bad month can ruin your whole shit. That's a fact. And like, if I got somebody with the bag over here who can help me out that one month that yeah. fuck seven months up. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, why are you looking at it this way? If you if you were supposed to be... Real estate is entrepreneur. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Yeah, man. So uh, they go into this this party for the alderman. Uh, Jerrica's parents make a lot of fucking statements toward Brandon that aren't really cool and definitely aren't comfortable. And Brandon steps away. He like, yo, I see my friend from culinary school. I ain't seen in a minute. Let me go holler at him. A friend of his from culinary school is actually there catering the event. And he tells him. Yo, man, one of my fu- he like this entrepreneurial shit is hard. Like one of my fucking cooks or servers just randomly called off. Like that nigga said he can't make it, and Brandon decides to help him. This is the only moment in the episode that I actually was on Jerrica's side with. Like the way I was like Brandon, yo, I respect what you're doing. You're trying to help your man. But don't just start carving ham, my G. (laughs) Like, don't just in the middle of the party that you know I'm here to try to impress this fucking uh, lady who owns all these real estate properties. And I'm trying to get her business. Don't just start fucking carving and serving ham, bro. But. Yeah. But, and this is a real question. Yeah. You and your lady out somewhere, right? Yep. And you walk up. And you see me. Mm Mm-hmm. And I got some, I got some shit going on. I'm like nigga, one yeah. of my motherfucking people left me, and you, whatever I'm doing, we got you a know, podcast, nigga. You, whatever I'm doing, and running the microphone, set up shit, you yeah. know how to do. Yep. And you see your man's that you went through school with, went through some trials and tribulation yeah. with, in need of help. You're not gonna help. I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do though. And here's where Brandon fucked up. This is literally the only place he fucked up. You go over to your girl, you put your hand on the bottom of her motherfucking back, and you say. Hey, baby, I'm about to help my nigga out real quick, man. My nigga over there struck. Like, you don't ask. You don't need to ask. Yeah. You a grown-ass man. But you tell her what you finna do. Because at this point, because they there because of her. Yeah. So knowing that, you tell her what you finna do so she not caught off guard. Because when she look up and see you with a fucking apron on, and you over there carving turkeys and shit. Because this was right after they talked about, like, yeah. like I didn't like how... um. Well, she know her parents, right? Yeah, her so parents. So they talking to parents, and and she he kind of like big because he her dad was on him. Yeah, in his face. Yeah, and be like, but no, but not a chef that works at insert whatever yeah, whatever fancy the restaurant, restaurant was. Right yeah, in. like you good enough to eat there, but not good. Like you know what I'm saying? But and yeah. then he went over there and like I'm getting ready of these niggas, man, because y'all y'all on some bougie shit. This is my problem with bougie black people. Yeah. The reason that we don't like bougie black people is because you remind us of the white people who look down upon us. Facts. Right. So historically, black people ain't had money. White people had money, had resources, whatever. They act a certain way. So when you come up out of the the swallows and now you get money and you start acting like the people who treated us bad and you already yeah. know how that feel, I look at you as worse. I actually look at you as worse than I do to white folks because that's how they was born. That's how they was created. Devils do devil shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I'm not. I'm not. Let me clarify that. Cause I don't mean like all white people and all shit like yeah, that. But like, not at all. Devils create the devils are created to do devil shits. But so if a devil was doing some bad shit to you, and then you end up turn around doing that same shit to your own people, I look at you as worse. You you worse yeah. than them. Yeah, they was doing what they was created to do. You doing, 
you doing what they told you. Yeah, I'm not with that yeah, shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't rock with that, man. And uh, Jerica definitely got some whole ass parents. But the lady she was trying to get to her account from, she did go up and talk to. She basically told her, like, yo, I would really love to represent you. I would love to sell your properties, whatever. The lady was like, normally I fuck with people who are more experienced than you. That law degree that her parents told her about. But she was like, out of respect for your parents, I'll meet with you. They had a meeting later on. Uh, Jerica was trying to get the lady. She was because Jerica's not a bad. She not her parents. No. I will say that. And she was trying to get the lady to not only invest in whatever property she was trying to sell, but she was also like, "Yo, if we leave a few units for lower income property, we can let some people in there." Lady was basically like, "Oh, you one of them hope up niggas?" Yeah, because I don't fuck with them hope up niggas. And no what's more. what's funny about that? She said, "Oh, you one of them hope up niggas? I don't fuck with them niggas no more." But she also said. I was raised in Section 8 housing. I know them niggas don't pay their rent. I know them niggas ain't going to do shit. And out her mouth, quote, said, I want people with money. Period. I want white people. I want uppity black people. And you know what's so, you know what's, you know what? It's nothing wrong with that. I ain't mad at it. It's nothing wrong with I that. Because she, she played her fucking hand the way she had it. It's nothing wrong with that if I provide, look, in some of my investments, I'm yep. going to have my Section 8 shit. Yep. Some of my investments, I'm just going to get my money. Yeah. This is where I do my money, get my business, and this is where I yeah. do my give back. And these are my tax yeah. write-offs. And she even said, yo, when I first started fucking investing and having properties. I was just like you. I was just like you. I had lower income properties. I was doing that. But she was like, them niggas don't pay their rent. Them niggas don't pay on time. But what 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 I didn't like, yeah. she was basically like, if you want them niggas who want to help out, I don't want to fuck, fuck with you. I don't fuck with you. You ain't no, getting no, no, my no. account. What you can say is, that's not what I'm focused on, yeah. and let's focus on this, then I can respect that. But you don't want to do no business with me if I want to help my yeah. people. But here's what Jerrica said, though, and this is what I didn't like. Jerrica jumped in and was like, oh, no, we're definitely on the same page. I just wanted to make sure you knew you had the option. I don't like that shit. I ain't like that. Because it was a way to say that to let her know, fam, I'm black as fuck. Like, I'm black as fuck, but I'm about my business. We in Chicago. I would love to help them, but I can't help the poor unless I'm one of them. And you know what? I would love to help them, but you know what? You don't want to help them? Well, let me help you. So listen, once... I can't help the poor if I'm, unless I'm one of them. If I'm if I'm one of them, so I'm gonna make money with you. Get your shit together, and then I'm gonna do. It. I'll do that. Jay Z said that shit in a rhyme is dope as fuck. Yeah. Steve Harvey said that shit to Monique. Y'all caught a nigga a coon. Facts. But we not gonna Facts. talk about that. We right ain't gotta now. get into them bars so. So. Woo! Because that nigga Steve show laid it down to her. We talked about it. That was like episode thirty two. Um. But anyway, Jerrica was like, "Yo, like we on the same page. I just want to help you. I just want to make sure you had the option." So old girl was like, "You know what?" Um. Jerrica was like, "I really think when I show you my staging for the properties, you will fuck with my plan." And old girl was like, "You know what? Hood you from? Fuck your plans. Where you live? <laughs> what? What hood you? What set you claim, yeah, nigga? Because." How you gonna stage my apartment if you live like a bum ass chick? Let me come look at your shit. So she was like, yo, let me, let's do dinner. So Jerrica was like, shit, how's tonight? I did appreciate that Jerrica kind of bossed up, like, nigga, tonight, what's up? But I also was like, that nigga Brandon gotta cook. So. See, this the Juanita Jordan moment. Woo! You know what I'm saying? It all comes back. This the Juanita Jordan moment where it's like, nigga, you got this account because your man can cook his fucking ass off. You're dependent. You're he dependent. is an executive chef. Like whatever the, yeah. the, the you know what I'm saying? Like he was at Michelin star restaurants. I'm not him. the like, nigga just at I'm not the nigga at, at um well I can't even I can't even, I'm about the front say so I'm not the nigga at 
all stars or yeah. such a. But I I know some yeah. chefs that that work there and they yeah. do great shit. Yeah. But like, you know, the motherfuckers at uh J Alexander make about ninety thousand a year. Mm, I looked that shit up that. on Glassdoor. Imagine that I, uh, the J Alexander chefs make yeah. about ninety a year. One of my homegirls is a bartender there. She used to be a waitress there. Now she's a bartender, but she's the head bartender. Yeah. Um and. I mean, she lived pretty straight well before she got married. And that's her only job. She don't do shit else. One time, we're going to have a discussion on this show about um, the $15 McDonald's worker. Yes. And I have an, 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 a great analogy that will compare Jay Alexander specifically to prove that all you niggas are lying and y'all really class people. Mm. Classism at its finest. And that was a punch. Hey, that was a motherfucking <laughs> punch. We are back. The, the 42 ounces of steel reserve will run through you like a motherfucking bolt. Nigga. Niggas had to go to the bathroom no, like a n- motherfucker. Nigga, I had to pee pee, nigga. Uh, <laughs> pee pee? What a pee 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 pee. <laughs> nigga had to pee pee you know pee pee. You know what's nigga. so funny and shit is like, uh, <laughs> like, niggas don't know how much time elapsed in between these breaks. <laughs> Yo, because we was gone mad long. <laughs> we had a whole convo about I, y'all niggas. I low-key low key. don't remember where we was just at. No, nah, it don't matter. But fuck it. Let's jump to somebody else. So the yeah. nigga, uh, get Ronnie out the way. Yeah. So uh, on episode one, uh, Ronnie's grandmother <laughs> at the end, that nigga, uh, not that nigga, pardon me, grandma. Uh, his grandmother got beat up. Somebody came into the house, fronted on her like they was there for some military donate whatever shit and then he beat her the fuck up she didn't die which i was happy to find out um i did not want her to die at least so far through episode two she didn't die yeah she had to go to surgery she's in critical condition uh and ronnie is in prison and he knows it he found it out he's drinking heavily his little concoction his pruno that he making in the prison uh He's yo, and for everybody that texts me, I woke up to mad text messages Monday morning, like yo, Do what is know, he doing? So, how old was his grandmother? Seventy three. Dog. Yeah, Ronnie old as fuck. Ronnie old as fuck. Like, how was that your grandma, man? Not your mama. Yeah. They. Yeah, Ronnie. But Ronnie sound oh, like why do that nigga sound like that, like, bro? Is it? I'm assuming that he's just a good actor, and he's supposed to be younger than what he physically is. Apparently he's like a Broadway star, like the dude okay. that plays him. Yeah. So, cause like nigga, you too old for that to be your grandma. And that's your actual mom. Yeah. Cause like grandma, yeah. I'm gonna give you twenty. Yeah. When you had the baby. Yeah. AKA ha- his mom, and then I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give her sixteen. Yeah. Cause you know what I'm saying, like fam, you you, you no, grandma y'all only twenty years apart for that to be your grandma. You got to be a wild nigga to jump a 73-year-old lady. I just want to throw that out there. But uh, anyway, so Ronnie's in prison. He knows his grandma got jumped. He's fucked up. He's depressed. He's like, yo, I have to get out. So now he's officially in let me change my plea mode. Yeah. So if you remember from season one, uh, Ronnie killed Coogie Johnson. Shout out to my nigga Coogie. And he felt so bad about it. It was tormenting him. And on the finale, he walked into the prison and confessed to the murder of Coogie Johnson. Now that Ronnie's in prison and he found out that his grandmother had been beaten damn near to death, he's like, yo, let me redact my plea. Um, and so he reneged on his plea and he <laughs> says, you told on yourself already, fam. He's like, nope, 
I am not guilty. Uh, and he calls up his lawyer. So he has a public defender, public defender, little corny white dude. He like, yo, all right, well, I pulled up some info and Kooky Johnson had been arrested before. He has a record. So we could probably play the self-defense role. Ronnie got on his morality shit. He like, nah, fam, I don't want to go that route. Problem with you, Ronnie, is you can't confess to murder and then dial it back without going that route, nigga. No, if you don't fucking say it was self-defense, then, nigga, your guilty plea and your confession is probably going to stand. So another inmate tells him, yo, nigga, you need to fuck with Wolf and his lawyer. And Ronnie like, what happened with Wolf? Now the inmate was like, yo, Wolf had a life sentence. His attorney got that shit knocked down to 15 years. Go talk to Wolf. And Ronnie like, well, so who the fuck is Wolf? So his attorney got knocked down six years. Because like eh, 20, yeah, anything 25. over 20 is like, 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 nigga, that's not. Yeah. <laughs> that nigga like, yo, go talk to Wolf. Ronnie like, I don't know Wolf. Dude was like, hey, he be on the yard. He ain't hard to find. So come to find out Wolf is a neo-Nazi Aryan nation head ass nigga. And he dealing with a whole gang of them. If you ever known anything about prison, you got the black gangs, you got the Muslims, you got the Aryans. So uh, Wolf is the head of the Aryans in there. And Ronnie went out there with a rag around his neck. And it was a rag full of his liquor concoction that he had been making. He went. Wolf's niggas walked up to him, his white niggas. They was like, yo, what you want? Ronnie took the rag around his neck. He had made it like he had been working out and shit. Took the rag off, threw it at them. They said, what's this? The nigga said, currency. Wolf picked up on that, rang the rag out into a cup, drank the liquor. Disgusting shit, niggas. Oh, this is a terrible fuck. But in jail, oh, them niggas doing a lot of shit. What's fucked up? These niggas is in county. They ain't even fucking went to prison yet. Like y'all niggas ain't even went to fucking trial. But anyway, uh, so Wolf ring the shit out. It's a couple whatever Ronnie little liquor is, and he find Ronnie and he like they in a little back little hallway or whatever, and he like yo, this liquor good as fuck, nigga. And Ronnie like, hey, I could teach you and your boys to make it. Y'all could sell this shit for whatever the fuck you want. I need a meeting with your lawyer. And Wolf like. All right, cool. He like, what you here for? Ronnie say murder. Kill somebody in my neighborhood. That nigga Wolf say. Was it a black Was kid? he black? That nigga said, yeah. That nigga Wolf was like, all right, then, nigga, I'm going to put you on. I guess black lives don't matter. Black lives don't matter. Yeah, it was, it was kind of a fucked up scene, but Ronnie got his meeting with the lawyer. Her name was the fuck. What was her nickname, bro? The escape artist. The escape artist. That was the lawyer's name. Wolf's lawyer's name was the escape artist. She had her meeting with Ronnie. She basically, she was a black woman, by the way. So shout out to her for being dope, but not shout out to her for helping out an Aryan Because I figured it was a white man. Yeah, I definitely thought it was going to be a white dude. Um, But she was a black woman. She told that nigga Ronnie straight up, like, hey, nigga, uh, your man, Coogie Johnson, that you murdered, he got a record. We going to play on that. And he like, yo, I told my public defender, I ain't want to go that route. She said, nigga. You ain't got no motherfucking choice in this. You confess to murder. You can't get off without that route. And oh yeah, by the way, did you kill this nigga? Yeah, and that nigga Ronnie said in his little uh, stretchy ass what? And then he said, "Yeah, <laughs> I killed him." And she was like, "Good, good." And he was like, "What you, what you mean, good?" She was like, "Yo, if I know you being honest with me." I could be honest with you. She said, "Nigga, stop drinking that little liquor out the toilet. You dirty ass, nasty ass." 
Pruno drinking ass nigga. She said, because you stink, motherfucker, and I'm trying to get you out of prison. So quit drinking that shit. I'm going to get you bail. His whole thing, when you walk into prison or you walk into a police department and you confess to a crime, you will not be given bail. That will never happen in a million years. He's yeah. trying to get bail so he can go home. Whatever the fuck bail is, he's more confident in getting that money, that little 10%, and being able to go home and check on his grandmother than he is uh, so, in getting off. Let me, let me just throw this out there. Uh, Ronnie is a fucking retard. Facts. That's just, I'm going to leave it at that. The nigga's retarded. That's a fact. Uh, Ronnie ain't just He had no reason nigga. to kill that little boy. He killed him for nothing. He killed him. He really killed that nigga because his... Uh, Jason's mama said, "Go get the nigga. Go get him." And was fucked. Coogie didn't kill your son. He a fucking. Coogie stole his shoes, bro. Coogie yeah. fucked up by that, but whatever. So listen, let's switch over to the to new cop, black cop lady. Yeah, yeah. So in the fucking uh the investigation of the grandmother's beating, we got the new cop, uh Bordeaux or. Whatever the fuck, her name got a E-U-A-X on that shit. She from New Orleans. She's the new cop, though. The new She's the uh, new detective. Mm-hmm. She's on the scene. She go up in the house. She's searching through everything, and she runs into the white cop. The white cop is homicide. She says, hey, nigga, this ain't your scene. You homicide, nigga. This ain't for you. Ain't nobody die yet. So she investigating. Her initial thoughts when she talked to the white cop are... Well, you said you know Ronnie and his grandmother. How do you know them? He like, Ronnie confessed to killing Coogie Johnson. She said, well, do you think Coogie's family might be in on this? I'm like, nah. He like, nah, his brother ain't really built like that. That ain't his style, Brandon. He like, that ain't Brandon's style. And she said, what about his mother? He say, I mean, I she did thought, have a dr- drinking I mean, problem. I remember, immediately felt like that, she did get out of town. She been gone two episodes. I said that same shit. Uh... And the detective was like, yo, I mean, she did drink a lot. She had a little drinking problem. Um, She took her son's death hard. So he like, I don't know, maybe shit. Like, I wouldn't put, I wouldn't put past nothing a grieving parent, but like, I don't, I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, I don't think so, but nigga shit. She be drinking, she grieving, who the fuck knows. So the new detective went that route. And then she came back to him later and said, it ain't the family. And Ronnie, or the white cop was like, yo... 63rd Street Gangsters, who is uh, Reggie and all them, they crew. He like, they run that neighborhood, so he and they investigated that. So the that. reason that they, they, they figured it wasn't it wasn't a robbery because they left money in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, two things, they tore up the crib, but they ain't still Two done. things, robbers not leaving money and they're not going to leave a gun. And they left the shotgun that she had mm. and they didn't steal no money. I know a, uh, an insurance examiner. So mm. the reason that they they when you try to break in your own house and act like some shit gone, um, if it's money left and there's guns left, we know you lying because niggas yeah. always steal the money and they always steal the guns. Yeah, period. I mean, you taking whatever the fuck is uh worth some bread in that bitch. Guns man. is always gonna be worth money and yep. money is money. So facts. And uh, so she also tells the white cops she like yo, I looked into the other like break-ins in the area all of them started the same way the grandmother shit started she made the grandmother complained about noise in the area people outside playing games shooting gambling doing all the shit outside her crib and once she complained a couple days later there was a break-in and she like yo i looked into other break-ins in the area same fucking story niggas complained about 
the gang being outside, a couple young boys making noise. A couple days later, they got their crib broken into. So the the thing is, yeah, is um, I'm gonna go out there. We gonna shoot dice, make some motherfucking noise. Yeah. So I can kind of I can get a feel of the neighborhood. Yep. See who gonna come in, who come out. Yeah. If there's a male who comes out, because I'm gonna leave it alone. If there's some young niggas out there making noise. The old woman not gonna come out, or if the old woman come out, a man will come out like, "Help, grandma, grandma, go back in the yeah, house." I got it. Yeah, yeah. And I can also peep who home, who not home, how many cars in the driveway. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They peep the neighborhood that way. So when I know that your male protector is gone to county for murder, but my theory is the people who are in development for that area have paid. The local drug niggas or local people in there to, to fuck people and out fuck. and run niggas yeah. out the crib. So I, I've been thinking that obviously since season or episode one, they said she had been given eviction eviction notices. Uh, she was given eviction uh, voicemails. She had a few messages on her answer. Because there's a reason that the the the, the show producers yeah will allow you to play a voicemail saying get out the house yeah. Like she had a reason. So on episode one, the white lady came to the door. Uh, Jada was there helping take care of the grandma. And the white lady was like, yo, we sent eviction notices. Like, we got plenty of programs that could help her move. We got spots she could stay that's within her price range. And then on this episode, they played a voicemail that said, hey, this is the white people. You're being evicted. But we have stipends that can help you with moving expenses. So call us back. Um, I agree that there should be a reason for that. We should see where that matches up. But I'm going to tell you where I'm scared. Let's talk about power for a second. Lorenz Tate. For two seasons, we saw them niggas build up on what his character could be. How powerful and how important of a character he could have. And then we finally learned he was nothing more than a shady congressman. Literally nothing. That nigga didn't have no power. Ghost was able to flip his one street nigga that he had. Lorenz didn't do shit. He had no point. He was a name to drive viewers. For this episode or these couple episodes of Power, I'm thinking it makes sense. But I don't want the grandma to have gotten beaten in vain. Yeah. Make it make sense. But uh, right now, the new detective, she on it. So because she's on it. And she went through the parents' yeah. route. We get she is on to Reg now. Yeah, not the parents' route, but the family the route. Family, yeah, she's on to Brandon, and by default, she ends up yeah on Reg because she's looking at the 63, 63 Street gangsters. Yeah. But she had already looked at the family, so she called Brandon. Yeah. So, so Brandon, um, who I think is a thug, but doesn't want to be a thug. Mm-hmm. Or I think he, if he had some, I said this on in the in the this week in culture group on Facebook. If you yeah. got in there, you should probably join and join. Um, but I said it's like shit. We was talking about off air, nigga. Y'all niggas better fucking join. I got mad friends. Y'all niggas ain't in there. Fuck is you doing? Like I think, hoes. If he saw himself, yeah, better, mm. he would actually be better. If yeah. he think he could do something else. Yeah, I think he would do something else because he really loves his brother. Yeah, facts. Like last season was such long ago, but I feel like I remember him like ready to get into some shit for his brother. For uh, Jake. Yeah. yeah. Even though he did some shit that get, put Jake in a bad situation. Big facts. Um, and but probably I, is continuing to yeah. do so. Yeah. But he really does want his he wants good for his brother. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And his brother is 
back in school. Yep. Because he was like, nigga, if you don't go to school, I'm going to go to jail. Yeah. Take your ass back to school. Yeah. Um, but he came in, like, I'm about to sell these chips. Yeah. And all this shit, try to get some money. And nigga, this shit going to be 80 cents. This going like to be this. He's going to be, he was like, Nigga, you got a change machine? What the fuck is you doing? Like, no, nigga, this is a dollar. That nigga said make everything a dollar and keep the math simple, nigga. That's good. And that's good yeah. information for him as He's far schooling. as hustling. Yeah. Then he was like, uh, what your homework, nigga? Why you talking so about fucking math? Nothing. That nigga, t- he said I ain't got nothing. That nigga, uh, Reggie said, well, go in the back and go find some, nigga. Go make Because I ain't going to nigga. jail for you, nigga. But I, I really do think yeah. he love his brother. I, I definitely think that he love his brother. And it was a scene where uh, Jake and Kevin are sitting in the living room playing games. And that nigga Jake says, like, nigga, I wouldn't know my mom if she knocked on his door. Reggie is all Jake got. Like, he don't, he don't have shit else, man. So I do think that Reggie loves Jake. I definitely think Jake loves Reggie. But they're caught in a situation that a lot of black men are caught in. It's the fucking streets, bro. And once you get in a certain level, like Reggie's at the top they, of the they, food they, chain. They caught in what a lot of black people are caught in, and it's called poverty. Facts. This is what happened in poverty. Yeah. Like, and, forget black, forget white. Yeah. This is what happens in impoverished communities. Yeah. It's, it's fucked up, too, because Reggie, having killed the old, like, boss or connect or whatever, uh, having had him killed first season, and then we find out the guy, Quentin, who was the older cat that was around first season that was actually Jason's dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he fucked up killing that cop, the little shady crooked cop. He fucked up killing him. So we found whatever happened to him, whether he got killed or whether they sent him back to Panama where he had been hiding, he gone. So Reggie is close to the top of the food chain. But Reggie has to, he ain't been paying his dues. You got to pay the nigga that's at the top of the food chain, nigga. This, you don't just get away with that shit. So Reggie owed a, the oh, head kill, nigga a oh, hundred grand. you a nigga and you think you just get all the money? Yeah, no, nigga. That ain't how that's this works. Work. You owe us a hundred grand, nigga. And so Reggie, he like, first of all, let's rewind a little bit. One of the 63, 63rd Street gangsters have gotten killed. Some dude named Junie. We ain't never met Junie. We don't know Junie. He's not a character that's been on the show. But he's somebody that was in Reggie's gang, but who happened to grow up with Brandon. Yeah. That's critical. So he got killed. Uh, Brandon, his uh, mom's boyfriend or husband or whatever, uh, he told him that Junie had been killed. And he was like, yo, put this little thing. Put this little thing, collect some bread, help out with funeral expenses. Put that on your food truck, bro. Can I ask a question? What's good? Why is there so much hate for GoFundMe? I think because like, people what, have abused it. Is it really abuse though? Mm. Like someone passes away, and they don't have insurance, and there needs to be a service. Yeah. Like, don't you in a situation like that? Wouldn't you normally reach out to your friends and family and community for assistance? Like, yeah. This is a digital way to do that. Yeah. And no, reach out and to I, more people. I agree with that. And like, cause without GoFundMe, it's Hey, go sell this dinner. Go do this. Like, I get it. It's not ideal, right? But can we recognize that a lot of us are living in the city that's impoverished? Yeah. Like, this is how it is? Yeah. Like, it's become like, oh, I can't believe that you asked for help. Nigga, y'all need help. So I think where where it's gotten the reputation that it's gotten, a lot of people have maybe lived a life on social media that looked lavish and yeah. looked non-impoverished and looked like they had money and then when they passed 
the reality comes out that no, you can't even afford to get a five thousand dollar casket to bury your child. Side note, don't spend no fucking money on no goddamn casket. Yeah, me. no, I don't even want to get. Into I don't that. need it. Yeah, it don't make no sense. Nah, I don't um, need it. I will say this though, because uh, I've always thought like, yeah, you don't need no like billion dollar casket you burying it most of them caskets actually don't stay in the ground i don't even want to talk about what happens uh posthumously when you're buried and then all the family leaves and then they redig that casket back up hey fam guess what get it out take that lining out and at my funeral back uh, in the store at my funeral it shit is closed casket you're not yeah. gonna see my dead body you're gonna see a picture of me on the easel with me laughing and smiling and yeah. that's what you're gonna see so guess what nigga you can you can roll the display unit in this motherfucker because they it's never opening. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you niggas is never going to see it. It's never opening, and fuck with that. Why would you? Sp- no, don't. I do remember. That I remember being. I might have been 16, maybe 17, and back when I was in high school, I get a haircut every week. Back when I was in high school, I just get my haircut twice a week. I get a haircut I every day. Facts, you got to. <laughs> nigga, and that bullshit is a whole different movement. But I remember uh, one of my homegirls. She asked me why you get your haircut twice a week. Just in case. And I remember, I literally told her, my response was, if I get killed, I will not be at the funeral, not crispy. Man, my old barber used to, when um, one of his clients passed away, he would go give him a cut, man. Um, I I know a few barbers who do that. That's some real shit. Yeah. That's some difficult shit. I couldn't do it. That's some difficult shit. I couldn't do it. But that's some real shit. I remember my dad being in a coma, uh, and that's when I first started cutting hair. Uh, I started cutting my dad's hair when he was knocked out, and um, that was not comfortable. That was not comfortable. But you gotta, you got, you got to practice. On, yeah. Oh no, I got to. I mean, was, he was he wasn't gonna say I got a Timmy, nigga. <laughs> like, fate. you can give him a Timmy one week and it'd be okay. My dad never hit me and said, "Yo, blend this on the back." <laughs> uh, but it was it was wild because you're literally you're sitting. My dad was vegetative for three months, man. Mm. Like to do that, and and I thought because I know a few barbers who do that with like clients of theirs and all. That's asking a lot. man. That's a lot. Bro, like to do that regularly, like side note, I was yeah. watching Nipsey interviews today because that's what I do every day now. Facts. Uh, and one of them asked him to uh, crit walk, and he was like, "That's asking a lot." <laughs> <laughs> he, did, he, he did it so respectful. He was like, yeah. "He's like that's asking a lot." You know what I'm saying? Hey, like, she's like, what if I challenge? Like, you can you can challenge me. I don't mean I got to accept the challenge, but like, look, that, that, that's asking a lot. Yeah. Nah. But uh, so they get the little nigga, um, Junie, who got killed. They get his shit. And they like, yo, you been killed. Um, we trying to raise some money for you, help you get your burial situation together or whatever, trying to help your family out cold. So Brandon takes the thing, puts it on his truck. Brandon truck is kind of back popping and shit. Yeah. Um, after last week's events, his shit back popping. Reggie went by there, tried a burrito, didn't pay for it. One thing I did miss. What's good? I didn't like the little slight dig that his girlfriend gave him. About what? She was like, ain't like we couldn't use the money. Mm. When they were talking about that. Yeah. And he looked at a bitch like, bitch, you the one tell me don't worry about paying you back. But then I also didn't like the slight dig that her account, the person she was trying to get that account from, that bougie lady, said about her, what her parents said about those people. Yeah. I ain't like that those people shit. She was like, he's nothing like those people we talked about. And Brandon was like, uh, those people? What do you mean? Yeah, I mean she was like, uh, oh, just talk to Jerrica's Like, she doing it like, look, nigga, I'm playing the games when we get the bag. Yeah. I know it is yeah. what it is. But. but I don't, here's my thing, though. You playing that game, and that's cool for you. But when I'm the fucking butt of the joke, 
my nigga. Because I'm those people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, I'm me. Yeah. I'm niggas. Me, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Don't you have niggas be like, yeah, and I'm niggas. That nigga Brandon started bossing up on Reggie a little bit. Um, so after Reggie came and got his burrito and then walked off, Brandon was like, yo, you got to pay for that. Reggie was like, no, nah, thanks, nigga. I'm out. I ain't paying for shit. So then Brandon, well, or Reggie what he said, said was man, like, no, we, 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 uh, he was like, we we're good. good. We good. So I thought that to mean like we good on that on that other shit, yeah, like the gun shit and all that that I have you underwater for. Because it was yeah. I'm like, damn, that nigga shit so good he forget. All right, cool, cool, yeah. cool, cool. But then uh, we found out later the food truck was popping, and somebody had placed a big ass order like twelve burritos or something. So that nigga Brandon said, "Damn, who ordering all this shit?" And then it was some of the sixty third Street gangsters. They like. Yo, it's us. And one of the ladies in the crowd was like, y'all ain't even got no money. And the nigga was like, we don't need no money. My nigga Reggie say we good. And Brandon said, "Who the nigga, fuck y'all. We not good. (laughs) We No, Brandon closed the whole truck for the day. Y'all going to pay for this. Yeah, he was like, matter of fact, he was like, all my paying customers come back tomorrow. The rest of y'all, we closed for the day. Like, God bless you. So that was the start of Brandon starting to boss up a little bit. He tired of Reggie's shit, bro. Reggie been bullying him. And he like, Reggie, fam, I got your gun back. But more importantly, you don't have shit on me, fam. Hey, Reg, fam, like, you kind of skinny. Yeah. I think I will fuck you up. Yo, big facts, I'm easy. Let me tell you what's really good. (laughs) I am fucking easy. So a part of the the reason where I think that Reggie... Um, if he ever saw himself in a different life, mm-hmm. in a light, and, and if he ever saw value in himself over the 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 street shit that he did, yeah, he'd be better. Is that when he was at Junie's uh, repast? To yeah, extent, yeah. And um, he came in with the food, or whatever, cooked yeah. the macaroni and cheese, and yeah, Brandon Red, did that. Brandon did that. Yeah, Red seen Brandon. He's starting to see him in a different light. Yeah, like damn, I, I got I had it with a taco, and the taco yeah. was cool, but like nigga, this food is like really fucking this food is really good like, and you helping out a nigga from my gang yeah you know what yeah. i'm saying so he talking with his mom like man i'm so glad that you know y'all you and reggie was really i mean you and um Junie was real f- friends he looked at reg like oh reg was friends i'm glad all your friends come together and he was like you know what yeah um reg gave her some money she like i'm gonna make sure i'm gonna pay you he was like you know what this is like my brother you yeah. know what i'm saying you don't gotta pay me no you did this you like guess what it was Reg idea. Yeah. He the one I'm I've already been paid. Ain't that right, Reg? We are all we A OK, right? We 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 taking care of this. AKA don't send your niggas down there to get free food no more. And he was cool. Yeah. So when he was leaving out, Reg came out to him, but basically was like, listen, man, I've been knowing Junie my whole life. And his mom, she ain't never, she never looked at me. She like never that. looked at me like yep. that. You know what I'm saying? So that kind of gave me the inclination, like, look, if you saw more value in yourself, yeah. you would live a different life. I know you want more you want more for your brother than what you got. But if you saw more value in yourself, you would live a different life. So that's what that's that's where I got that idea from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, and uh <laughs> another funny part from this episode that I like, <laughs> that nigga Reggie ran out on Brandon. That nigga said Dog, this potato salad good as fuck, nigga. What's that? Paprika, paprika, nigga. <laughs> nigga Reggie said, "No, nah, that's old bay, bro." Or Brandon said, "That's old bay, bro." But pivotal scene. So the detective that's investigating the beating of grandma, 
she's already said, okay, I don't think the family had nothing to do with it. I'm going to look into the 63rd Street Gangsters. But while she's investigating Reggie, the head of the 63rd Street Gangsters that's in this neighborhood, she sees Reggie talking to Brandon, the family member. That's why... I don't like it. That's why y'all police investigations be trash. Yeah. Like, you see me talking to a nigga. Yep. You know, listen, a lot of people come into this studio. A lot of people come into this studio that I would never get to meet in real life. Yep. I'm talking about celebrities, not so celebrities, probably niggas that probably killed a nigga last week. Like, I don't know where all these niggas this is. Yeah. But if you just come in here or if you just look on Instagram, look, I'm in the background of a lot of Instagram pictures. Yeah. Because a lot of niggas being here taking being pictures here, and yeah. shit. So niggas assume that I know this person. I don't know these niggas. That's not like a disrespectful yeah. way. Like I, but I'm not connected to. I'm that not nigga. connected yeah. to these people because yeah. just because you see me in a picture yeah. in the background or something, like no, I I don't know these. Brandon people. literally catered the repass of a nigga that he was friends with from school, yeah. who died. But now but just because that be... nigga was a 63rd Street gangster, and now Reggie is at the thing. It's a whole thing. Speaking of the 63rd Street gangster, so Reggie in season one had Trice killed. Trice was killed by Quentin. Quentin was Jason's dad, and Trice killed Jason for being in the fucking neighborhood when he did a deal, and he seen him. That's how that went down. So Reggie was able to fucking convince Quentin to kill Trice, and that's how that went down, and that's how Reggie took over to 63rd Street. But Reggie ain't the head nigga, though. It's a nigga in charge. Quint, so you remember when Reggie was talking to the dude, the new, the real head, yeah. that nigga was like, Quinn killed a cop. Quinn violated. We had to take care of Quentin. Oh, Quentin's man. no longer here. So we don't know if Quentin died or if they, because Quentin had been in Panama minding his fucking business with his hat. And then his son got killed and he came back to figure out who killed his son and he handled that shit. What Ronnie thought he was doing, but he killed Coogie, ho ass nigga. Anyway, so. Reggie hopped in the car early in the episode and it was a nigga sitting in his back seat and he put the gun straight to Reggie's head and he said, nigga, I will blow your motherfucking head off. You owe to connect, nigga. Don't think that you just running shit right now. Uh, you got. He said, you got 48 hours. We need a hundred grand, nigga. Reggie, for all the dope they selling, he don't got a hundred grand cash to pay up. In two days. In two days. In 48 hours. He don't got it. So they pull off a heist. They go rob some other niggas, probably some other gang niggas in the neighborhood. Um, rob them niggas. They get their street shit on and Reggie get the bag. He go to the main nigga crib. The main nigga is living like the boss supposed to live. He got a dog ass loft downtown probably. Maybe uh, I'm trying to think of the nice areas in Chicago. Probably. I don't know. I, I've been in Chicago two times. Oh, nigga, I'm in Chicago frequently. My best friend live out there. But uh, Reggie pull up to the fucking, uh, to the main nigga crib. And one time I was there for four hours and came back. <laughs> I went to a hot dog stand. <laughs> I went to a fucking hot dog. I went to a, I went to a fucking Best Buy and a oh, hot dog shit. stand on some like, some weird ass corner oh, in the shit. hood somewhere. Fire fucking hot dog. Hey, Long no. time ago, because I don't, first off, I don't eat pork no more. Yeah. And I'm definitely not, I, don't, I haven't eaten meat since February. Yeah. But, um, and then I, I drove all the way back. I will say most of the hot dogs in Chicago, probably not from a stand, but like from like at least standalone restaurants, they are beef, not pork. 
so you can find you a non-pork hot dog out yeah. there. She was uh, fire though. Yeah, no, there Chica- was so much shit on this fucking Fair. hot dog. Was like, it a Chicago dog? It was like fruits and vegetables, and yeah. it was all type of shit on this motherfucking. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, nigga, what is this? Nigga? Uh, <laughs> it's not a regular hot dog. <laughs> no, <laughs> I love a good ass Chicago dog. I'm gonna say this, but anybody listening from Chicago, don't kill me when I say this. The best Chicago dog, and I've studied this, I've mastered this, I know this for a fact. The best Chicago dog in the world is sold in Atlanta, but I will not tell y'all the restaurant that sells it because I don't want y'all niggas being there because y'all don't deserve it. But anyway, uh, so Reggie goes to see the connect, the main nigga. He walks in this nigga's plush ass condo loft or whatever. And my man is sitting there by the window drinking some fucking thousand dollar scotch. He chilling. And uh, he told Reggie straight up off the rip, hey, fuck you thought this was, nigga. You thought you just never had to pay me, nigga? Like, that ain't how this work, fam. Like, we sell dope. You owe me, nigga. It's a hierarchy, nigga. This is a fucking hierarchy, nigga. We have rules and regulations. Pay me my money. So Reggie handed that nigga the duffel bag. The main nigga called With his. With the mask. Like, <laughs> yeah, he had. Yeah, Reggie, take the mask and off what's the so, what's so funny and shit is um, just how Emma's dad was schooling him. Yeah. He was giving him game. He was he was definitely giving that nigga he some He was like, game. listen, man. <laughs> I remember when I was on on this shit. Yeah. Hey, man, clean this shit the fuck up. Make your money smarter. Because he told him, he said, yo, you made 100 grand in two days. That tells me you're resourceful. But you weren't paying me on time. That also tells me you sloppy. So fix your shit, nigga. And he had his quote, and I'm doing air quotes, accountant come up there and grab the bag. So she went to Michigan State. Her name is Hazel. That's Hazel? Yeah, that's Hazel Renee on, like, the gram or something. Draymond Green's fiance. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Hazel. Um, I ain't no hater, nigga. Shout out to everybody. I ain't know her like that. She was a little younger than me, so I ain't really I'm know her like that. Still is. Uh, I remember seeing her on campus a couple times, but I literally never, I wasn't around her. I, she wasn't my year. Never mind. I won't say no. Yeah, no, we're not going to do that. Shout out to Hazel. Uh, and it was funny because I, I follow her. Nigga. I follow, let me tell you about me on social media. And we talked about this a little last week. When we was talking about like liking pictures, and me and Jay was like, "Yo, we like everything, nigga. Everything. Fuck it." I'm not a hater, bro. Like I follow back. I like eighty percent of the shit to come on my timeline. Facts. Eighty percent. The twenty percent I don't like is either really shit that I don't like. Think about or this it's shit. Fake. Eight out of the ten pictures that I scroll across, I like. Yeah. So the two that don't, you on some bullshit. Um. Yeah, if you not in the shit that I like, you on some bullshit. You gotta be a wild mother. You got a wild take. <laughs> you got a wild take. If I don't, or that's just a wild picture. Like, or you, yeah. you uploaded, or, you uploaded a picture, and I saw that it was Android emojis in it. Yeah. Like, oh no, we don't do. I'm Android. not liking an Android emoji. No, I'm never liking when your emoji thing. like a half yeah. square, half circle. Yeah. You know, you have that little weird shit that you got. Smile on it. Nigga, I don't know no. if there's a patent on real emojis. It's not. Because y'all emojis be like the circle, but the bottom of it be like flat. Yo. That shit look weak as fuck, fam. I just want y'all to know that. I'm I sorry. <laughs> I hope you listen next week. I really do. Yo. But I don't like your emojis. And, I'm going to tell y'all right now, nigga. Fuck with Jay. Y'all all download an app to make y'all messages look blue. So that means you really want an iPhone. Y'all listening to Jay when he's saying that he's sorry and he wants y'all to listen next week. I don't fucking want y'all to listen next week. If. <laughs> 
you got an Android. I don't need no Android listeners around this bitch. I'm tired of y'all. If you niggas listen to Shop Talk, you already know my intros, fam. Um, yeah, we don't fucking do Android. We have uh, Apple House over this bitch. Uh, and that's just a fact. Matter of fact, any of you niggas coming to record at Shop Talk, if y'all walking this bitch with an Android, we patting you down. And you got to leave your phone out in the hallway. Or the regular $5. That's a fact, nigga. Um... And you might gotta give me the twenty ball, I nigga. Mean, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even want it. But anyway, yo. So uh, the nigga Reggie went over to see the boss. The boss nigga basically told him, "You fuck up again, I'm on your ass." And because the girl Hazel, shout to Hazel, MSU, go green, Spartans in the building. Uh, Hazel got a fat ass. I ain't here to say whether it's real or not. That's not my business. Um, but the fact that you said that makes it, it no nope, the question. No, nah, because I watched. The shy with a few people and everybody was on some shit the other day. And I was like, that's not my place to say what her ass is. I, right. I don't know her, nigga. Never never crossed my mind. Well, everybody just, that was in my basement like, the other night, think my whole family, it crossed their mind instantly. And I was like, God damn, niggas was asking me. I said, yo, I just told y'all she was younger than me. I, ain't, I wasn't really there with her, with her. But it don't matter whether her shit is real or not because her ass is fat, nigga. So fat ass is fat ass. And more importantly, big facts. Um, that nigga Jay pulled up Hazel Page. Shout out to her. She, I saw that picture before the episode, so I knew she was going to be on here. Uh, but Reggie was looking at her ass. And the main nigga, he was like, yo, you look at my accountant ass again? We going to have way more problems than this hundred grand you owe me. That's a fact. Uh, so anyway, Reggie paid the nigga the hundred grand and he cleared. I may have followed her for a day. Yeah. No, I follow her. Look, man, I follow everybody who I've like seen in real life. I follow everybody who I've talked to. Like, I ain't no hater, bro. I'm on no, everybody's su- shit, su- man. Super fine people that I don't follow. I understand that because we had that talk last week. No, I unfollow super fine people who I've never, like, known or seen in real life. I don't fuck with them because I don't need that energy, bro. Like, stay out of my life. Um, but no, Hazel went to MSU. I remember seeing her on the elevator, like, twice in Hubbard. Uh, shit, that was enough for me, nigga. Shit, I followed her. She fuck with Draymond. Draymond a Spartan, nigga. Shout to him. Um, shout to the Warriors. The Warriors let up on 31 points last night, but I ain't gonna talk that shit. We ain't getting into the basketball right now. Uh, who all did we talk about? We talked about Emmett. We got to Reggie. We got to Brandon. Got to Ronnie. I feel like that was the whole episode. Absolutely. We ain't talking about oh the kids real quick. We gotta talk about Kevin. Yes, Kevin, last one. And so last one and we out, man. We giving y'all, we at two hours and 20 minutes, but fuck it, it's Jay birthday, so fuck y'all. Wish my nigga happy birthday. Uh, Kevin, now that Ronnie's trying to get out of prison, he's basically, the only way that Ronnie is guilty now is if Kevin testifies. All right, this this is my problem with this episode. All right. Well, not with the episode, with the girlfriend yeah. of Kevin's mom. Fuck do I care about your family for? Yeah. She talking about when I was young, somebody got killed in my family and ain't nobody testify and the nigga went free. Yeah. Hey, listen, fam. I live in this neighborhood. I live in this community. Why the fuck would I let my son get on the stand and testify? He's going to be killed. Yeah. That's a fact. Like, I get it. Yeah. I know you need closure and all this shit. But guess what comes before your closure? Yeah. My son's safety. Yeah. And I don't uh, give a fuck what you're talking about. The nigga said what he said. My man went up there and confessed. 
That shit can be used against you in a court of law. I didn't ask you to come into the station. You voluntarily walk into the station and said, I killed this nigga. Yeah. All that information that you said was recorded on video, audio. I don't need to testify, fam. You came in this bitch and said that shit. I didn't do an investigation, bring you in, question you for two hours, and then have you sign a statement. You walked in my fucking building and said, I killed this man. Yeah. That's it. I'm not, I'm not, we're not, we're not about to do this shit. I don't got enough money to move my family somewhere else. My roots are here. I get it. I understand. My son's not testifying. And I live in a city where niggas die 54 day, 54 people at a time. Not yeah. happening. I'm a, uh, so the, the one mom was like, yo, when I was younger, uh, it's my, one mom. Fuck yeah. Me. Yeah. It ain't no two moms. Yeah, Bitch, you facts, the girlfriend. Facts. Facts. That's weird. I you can be, you can be yeah, dismissed. Yeah. We can break up and you get, you getting the fuck out of here. I'm this child's mom. Yeah. I don't do that two mom shit. That I don't do that two wild. parent shit. Like, yes, you are the stepfather and all this other bullshit, but guess what? If me and you ain't, we ain't together no more. I'm the parent. Yeah. Um, so the, the other mom was like, yo, when I was younger and my sister got killed, uh, the only thing that brought my mom any sort of solace, any sort of comfort was seeing those people that killed her go to prison. So Kevin has to testify because you don't want to put Coogie's family through that. And Kevin's like, yo, fam, I'm not no snitch. I'm never snitching. I don't even want people to know that I fucking gave a statement. I'm definitely not getting on the stand, fam. Um, And he says that. And... uh. His mom, his one mom is understanding. His other mom is not understanding. But after talking with Jake and Jake telling Jake basically told that nigga like, Kev, these streets ain't for you. Hold up. This just say most of the lights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Instagram and Twitter are funny, bro. That's your man Macho, dog. That nigga is wild. <laughs> That nigga's wild. Shout out to Macho. Most of the lights. <laughs> but uh anyway, uh so Kevin That was a LOL in real life. <laughs> yeah, no, y'all niggas really don't fucking know how funny that shit is. Y'all had to see the picture. But uh shout out to my nigga Macho. Anyway, uh Kevin he talked to Jake when they was at Jake Crib. So when Reggie and the whole gang went to Junie's repass. Jake was left to the crib to protect it. Jake had the heater in his pocket or in his pants. He like, yo, I got the boy on. He had a little nine on him. And Jake and Kevin was over there playing video games. And Jake told that nigga Kevin, yo, you might want to stay away from the windows. Because niggas might rob by this bitch busting. And as they continue to talk, Jake straight up said, Kevin, this game ain't for you, dog. This ain't shit. He said, I hate this gang shit is dumb, nigga. He says that verbatim, like this gang shit is stupid. Don't get involved in it because Kevin keep trying to get in on the candy and snack hustle. And that nigga, Jake, like, bro, you don't need to get on no hustle, period. Nigga, don't hustle shit. It ain't for you, bro. I think that's also Jake wanted to be like, hey, fam, we not. I'm not selling drugs. I'm selling, I'm selling crackers and candy, fam. Yeah, I, I agree. I do think that Jake, Jake just don't want to share his money, like, in his hustle. But I really do think he's starting to come to terms with the fact. Yeah. 
I'm doing some shit, shit that I learned from my brother. And yes, and we don't really have another option because I don't have anyone else to live with. And this is my brother. Yeah. And like myself now, like, nigga, if my brother going through it, I'm going through it with him. So. Yeah, it was it was fucked up. Um, But either way, that nigga Kev, after that conversation with Jake, they were talking about snitching. And Jake was like. Nigga, everybody in the hood snitching. That's what they don't tell you. All these niggas are snitching. Everybody telling. And Kev sort of had a moment like, yo, I ain't even in this gang shit. And I'm worried about snitching and how niggas is going to look at me. I was surprised. When he came home and said, he told his mama he was going to testify. I thought he was having the opposite reaction. Like, I want to be down. I want to be friends with y'all, but I'm not going to be at a friend if I'm labored as a snitch. But yeah. And Kevin went to his mom's and that nigga was like, yo, I changed my mind. I'll testify. So pretty interesting episode, man. It, it was good as fuck. I enjoyed this episode. Two episodes me, deep. Season two is it's rocking, bro. I, I was watching that shit at work on, on the midnight. And um, I didn't know how long I was watching. And when it went off, I was like, fuck. Like, I really wanted it to keep going. So. I know it was a good episode because I wasn't ready for it to go off. Yeah, no, that was a great episode. Right now, Lena Waithe is in her bag. Um, Still don't know why it was so difficult to consistently get in her Boomerang bag, but I'm not going to talk about Boomerang no more because we discussed the finale, and the finale was awesome. Uh, But more importantly, man, my nigga Jay Johnson birthday is today. We got the 40s out. We damn near done with these bitches. Uh, I got about a quarter of 40 left. Same, same. I got about a 10, maybe a 15. And uh, yeah, yeah man, man. My man is on the way up here because I'm not about to drive to this comedy show. Uh, That's, where you going? Uh, punch Punchline? Yeah, no, uh, going up Tuesdays at the Marble Bar. Oh, my nigga. Uh, my nigga Josh, man. Shout out to my nigga uh, Josh Adams. Follow my nigga Josh Adams on the gram. Uh, that's his shit going up Tuesdays. I actually had tickets for tonight, uh, but... Tickets, yeah. I'm not paying. Like, I think that shit like ten dollars. Yeah, it is. I'm in free though. It ain't. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, no, no. You get up there sh- early enough. Shout it's out free to Cool Breeze. Cool Breeze on the one and twos. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And uh, comedian Jay Will and uh, and Be Easy gonna be performing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I wanted they're, to go. I love comic Jay Will. The bro. niggas is hilarious. Be Easy, be easy funny as hell too. He man. was in here a couple weeks ago. Yeah. He's fucking hilarious. Both I, the niggas. I listen to that. So. Um, yeah, man. Shout out to all them niggas. Shout out to. Him. All of Detroit comics, man. Uh, Be easy, comic J. Will, that nigga J. Boy. Uh, what's uh, the other nigga be with them, nigga? Nah, ha, ha. It's like well, the nigga with the braids. I'm fucking fuck. Don't get. I'm. I'm I can't think of none of them niggas' name. But it's the forty, man. Don't blame us. Blame the forty. Anyway, man. Episode two of the Shy was fucking rocking. So far, season two of the Shy is rocking. Most importantly, my nigga Jay just hit another fucking calendar year on his birth, man. So y'all get on Jay's page, Jay Johnson three one three. Wish my nigga a happy birthday. This week in culture, episode thirty nine. I'm Ant Wood. That's Jay Johnson. We off the forties and we drunk as fuck. Y'all niggas have a great week. Peace.